Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. And we are doing an old throwdown Thursday down here in the basement, cranking up the Zoom and a little bit of boom boom along the way, man. That's how we roll. So let's get everybody up in this piece. First and foremost, that's right, the one, the only, Shannon the Twitter Terminator McGuffin. I didn't even got your name right this week, so that's good. <laughs> Bonus. I know. Once we get back into football season, like it flows a little bit better. That, that extended break sometimes is a little rough on the comeback, but that's okay. Uh, look, man, all I know is that Colts-Chiefs game, exactly as we called it. Exactly as we planned it. Dude, told you. <laughs> we, we, we take the Chiefs in the, in the survival pool, Colts win, baby. I don't, know, I don't know why I did you that favor. I took, I took one for your team. I'm supposed to take one for my own team or a team, not your team. <laughs> That's a bad deal, man. Hey, you know what? <laughs> you, you took one just to make sure Jackson Mahomes took that L. So, you know, we we all appreciate that. Any Jackson Mahomes L is a win for everybody else. Yes, sir. In existence. Yes, sir. As far as I'm concerned. Oh, where did J.G. Wentworth come from? Oh. If you get long-term payments, but you need. All I know is I, I went right to that part. That's pretty good. Cash out. Oh, J.G. Wentworth. <laughs> Why do I feel like Jackson Mahomes should be in a JG Wentworth commercial? Because he's probably going to need some cash once Patrick kicks him out of the house. But might, <laughs> might, might, might happen. <laughs> might happen. Anyway, we'll circle back to that Colts game. But yeah, that was crazy, man. You know, and it's one of the things that it, it, just in general, general, you know, sports is, is wonderfully random at times. And it's not like you you get to t take everything and, and it's like a best of th best of three, best of five, best of seven. These one and done scenarios. Sometimes things just don't go your way. The balls don't. You know what I mean? They don't bounce in your favor. And, mm -hmm. You know, bad calls, bad plays, bad execution, bad luck, bad bounces, whatever it is. You know, you McNabb a whole bunch of balls off the ground. I mean, stuff uh -oh. just. I'm telling you, uh, things happen, right? And so you get. Screwy things, and most of that kind of balances out over the course of a season, but definitely some interesting, you know, you end up with some interesting moments, interesting games, and you're right, Chan and I, I owe this to you. If I can find the actual soundbite. Tell me how my ass tastes. That's, that's not the right one, but it sort, of, it sort of works right there. You said balls. There we go. So anyway, speaking of things not working out so well, uh, well, <laughs> here's looking at you, 49ers Broncos. Uh, that's right. Oh, Giggity Giles, what in the hell was that debacle, bro? Well, I think you said, hit the nail right on the head there, uh, a debacle. Um, debacle. Yeah, pretty much. Debacle, uh, dude. I ha I mean, I have, you know, maybe a few <laughs> theories about the game, but other than that... Uh, what, what is your theory about the game other than it was terrible? <laughs> honestly, I honestly think that the Ooh. fact that, uh... Garoppolo had zero preseason. He, he was just working out, working out the shoulder, trying to get everything going. I mean, yeah, you got practice during the week, but still, I just don't think he's in football shape. He may not be fully up to speed. That's fair. You know, I mean, it's one game. But I'm very much of the mindset that that team's going to rally around him. Uh, but that was a rough that was a rough outing, bro. That was a rough outing was, for both teams. Let's a, be honest. Yeah, No, it, it was. Mm -hmm. It was. It was. It was terrible. There was a lot of uh, – that's a game that – you that know. was not just ugly. That was fugly. Fug yeah, that, yes. that is a that, yes. In my notes, it says "fugly ass football game," <laughs> like for real. That's like my first line on that one. Uh, Russell Wilson, by the way, was pressured on forty-seven percent of his dropbacks in the first half. 
Damn. And incidentally, Randy, what the hell is it about Russell Wilson and the 49ers? I don't know. I I was it was the one time I'm like maybe maybe he's 17 no. and four against the 49ers and nine and two against Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, I, that's I don't crazy. That's crazy because mm-hmm. keep in mind the Broncos had nine three and outs. Russell Wilson had no touchdown passes. 126 yards passing. I mean, it was a heinous ass game. Like what the hell, dude? Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can really truly complain about is clearly, you know, the missed offsides call at the end of the game. That, I mean, it's that's and that's the only thing I can think of is Garoppolo thought he was going to get the offsides call, and he so he just kind of half-assed it rather than, you know, just oh shit, I'm about to get hit, let me throw it away. Yeah, and but ended up <laughs> nope, nope, they didn't call it, and nope. even I've seen articles where like, yeah, that was obvious offsides that they just didn't call. So well, I, I mean, I, there's a, there's no enough, guarantees. No, but, you know. there's enough miscues. I mean, eleven ten. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like that's only, a, I mean, that's only a baseball score, not a football score, man. That is and, and technically it should have been number. the first time, according to betters. What eleven ten? Yeah, it should have been the first time. We know no, what happened. No, uh, Van Pelt said uh, Scott Van Pelt said that wasn't a scoregami. It's happened before. Yeah, it was the Pittsburgh game where Troy Palomalu returned a touchdown. The referees waved it off, and then Uh, because betters lost their minds, and then they were like, oh, yeah, it should have counted. Well, you know, you had a lot of miscues in that one. Garoppolo stepping out of the back of the end zone. I mean, granted, the safety was better than the pick six that that would have been. Pretty much. But you lose Trent Williams. You know, you got two fumbles in the last, what, two and a half minutes of the game. And then the Broncos pretty much sealed up on that Jeff Wilson fumble. I mean, it was a credit to the Broncos defender that punched it out. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah. you know, Jeff Wilson putting that, that ball on the ground, that was rough. That How was happy rough. was Dan Orlovsky after that? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> well, between Mark Sanchez and Dan Orlovsky this past weekend, both of those I guys know. were fucking ecstatic. I right I'm so happy. <laughs> Did anybody have that on the parlay, right, with fans? Yeah, right. Whatever. <laughs> That was phenomenal. Um, Orlovsky was had himself a day, man. He was tweeting about it, and I like this tweet. He says, "I've never been happier." Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> it was an absolute riot, and I don't remember if it was with Rich Eisen. I'm sure he made a ton of media appearances this week, and he was saying he was like watching the game. His kids were inside watching some uh, Disney movie or whatever. And when it happened, he went and he got his wife. And he was like, you got to come outside. You got to come outside. And so she started recording the TV. He's like, it's already happened. It's great. It's all over Twitter. You know, and I thought that was that was, an, that was a hoot. You know, obviously a, a bit of a different scenario. But, I mean, that's like, that's the Orlovsky play lives in infamy. And now, you know, Garoppolo kind of joins him in that club. Now, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's weird to me that that happened. Right, Randy. And I'm going to ask for your 49ers fandom opinion. Was that just a bad, like, was that in part a bad play call and just some rust on Garoppolo? It could be a little bit of both. I really believe that after just kind of really thinking about it, just and it's, and I can say the same thing for uh, the way Brady's been playing. But you, as you can see, he's starting to get a little sharper uh, the more he plays because obviously, what he didn't play any preseason, he missed how, how many weeks of training camp because he was excused. And then started the season, so it's like there's these there's these little things we're noticing where uh, I, I, the lack of the fourth preseason game, uh, these guys just not playing. There's a lot of these quarterbacks and some of the 
other players too were just not as sharp as they normally would be no uh, if they got those extra reps and i think like you said i think as the season goes on uh they'll iron out the kinks they'll oh, get sharper well, they get should better football shape because there are teams that are going to if they don't if they don't get on that train they're going to get left behind it definitely feels like it's the proverbial extension of the preseason that's probably a reflection of the longer season to begin with but obviously garoppolo's taken over for an injured trey lance uh brady has a whole bunch of stuff going on um with his family i'm sure that's part of his baggage that he's carrying at the moment they don't look right yet. The wide receiver injuries don't don't help them, obviously. But, you know, I mean, Green Bay's first game was atrocious. It's almost like the first three or four weeks, like for a lot of teams, is still like a chunk of that preseason work through. And I know the Patriots aren't what they were, but for years it's felt like the early part of the season was Belichick and that team kind of tinkering around and, and figuring things out, right? And I feel like more teams are kind of in that, <laughs> by hook or by crook, are kind of in that mode too. You know, where you, you just you're, you're trying to get, you know, your reps in and the, the game flow and managing what's going on. And it's clear that not having, you know, just really competing in the preseason has spilled over into the front end of the regular season. You know what I mean? Um, but that should be cleaned up over the next couple of weeks. I mean, once we're, once we hit the quarter pole of the season, you don't have any excuses. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? So well, once we get through next week, we're gonna have to me. We're gonna have a much better feel for you know the teams and who's trending up and who's kind of floating in the land of mediocrity and who's just on the you know full BSC mode buttsuck express channel. You know it's it's gonna be there. Uh, <laughs> Mark, I can't believe we went this long. I get I gotta get you in here, man. <laughs> My gosh, haven't had you. Well, we haven't recorded the time. Let's be honest. Not lately, but it's football season. We're back. It's back. We're back. That's how it works. Yay, sports brew. So you ready to hit your cue, bro? Yes, sir. All right. Three, brew, and fun. Woo! 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 I like that, man. That sounded good, bro. That's awesome. That sounded good. Point. This is what happens when I pay for Zoom instead of getting my free educated version. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Justin getting his money's worth. Yeah. yeah. It, it was all about getting some good woos. All about getting some good woos. Uh, <laughs> we figured you were so busy celebrating the start to the Giants season last week that you just, you know, you weren't, <laughs> you weren't going to make it. <laughs> but that's right. Our favorite resident degenerate. You know, maybe you, you parlayed a whole bunch of... Uh, let us off of the WNBA, right? <laughs> no, none, maybe, no. maybe a little bit. No, nah. so I'll ask you this. Obviously, we have some significant baseball milestones that uh, occurred since we last recorded. Um, Pujols cracking 700. That was a, a phenomenal moment. And, and Judge cranking out 61. Given just the flow of the season as we're as we're winding down and setting up for the playoffs, I know you you've got a vested interest with the Braves and the Mets and that. So I'd like to hear your kind of thoughts on, on the direction those two teams are going to go. But I don't I don't know if you could say you enjoyed one of them more. But how great is it to see both of those moments? I mean, I, I'm I'm certainly biased as as a Mets fan. I I, I I care less about judges' moments, but I'm not I'm not taking it away from him. I mean, dude is having an unbelievable season and. I don't have any major hatred or dislike for him. Uh, I will say that there's, you know, way too many 
Mets fans or maybe, you know, fake Mets fans who are, are obsessed with the idea that the Mets, you know, if, if, and I, to me, I don't see this happening, but if the Yankees don't try to resign him in the, in the, you know, offseason, that the Mets would go after him because Cohen loves making a splash. And yes, he does, but it just doesn't make any sense. And I think that's, um, and I'll, I'll get back to your question in a second, but just to say about the Mets, yeah. that's, there's so many Mets fans who wanted to see the Mets spend massive amounts of money um, before the trade deadline. And they did. They made some quality moves, and, and they did amazing quality moves. They, they 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 brought in a few extra pieces who have been great additional guys who who right. absolutely brought stuff to the ta- table. But they weren't guys that were the you know massive names. And I think they were seeing. Um, obviously, San Diego got got hit pretty bad with with Tatis's injury, but but um, yeah. um, what's it? Soto Soto's one, having one a, Soto. a a super average. I mean, for for like. At the regular players, they would be. It would be a good season having the numbers he's having. For him, he's having an average to below average season by far. Um, Josh Hader, the reliever, he's having a super subpar second half of the year, and you know, a ton of money spent on him. I just think that it's it's great when you see something come to fruition like that, where you're right. I mean, the entire time, both my, myself and my brother were just like. No, we don't. We 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 spent some big money on Lindor, um, and you know he had a rough first season at the beginning, but really by the end of the year he had a quality season, and he's having an unbelievable season this year. Marte sucks; he's hurt right now. Hopefully he comes back, but he's having a phenomenal season. Uh, spent a ton of money to get him. They didn't need to do it, uh, and I think Cohen and his team realized that. Made some smart moves, but didn't spend the big money, and they're in a great freaking spot right now they're playing amazing team based baseball but we'll talk more about later um so anyway that, that's all, that's all to say that's that's um judge i give him credit of course it is it is still weird for me to think about it without thinking about the context of um mcguire and spawns and all that so it's it's a little weird to try to block that out entirely and that's not his fault and you know no. I, I i again i give him tons of credits and i think that's uh i love that his mom's been traveling around uh with him and you know do you think she was uh, like oh my god can you just hit this home run already dude <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, hey i heard an interest i was gonna say i heard an interesting take today is uh-huh. that they like if they ever get those guys into the hall, you should have the '85 to 2005. This was the most home runs hit, and then once <laughs> testing started, 0506, have 06 and beyond. This is when. This is this era of when testing started, because it was Greeny. I was I listened to him on the way to work, and mm-hmm. he was saying that like. Canseco's book opened his eyes like half the league was juicing. You know, I think it makes sense in a way. I don't think it'll ever happen. No, I right? I, I don't know the cleanest way to deal with that. I mean, obviously the fan debate is real. Um I don't that's never gonna go away. And yeah. I, I think there is a certain degree of satisfaction in appreciating what judges accomplished this year with the notion and the idea that it's done cleanly. Um, Absolutely. You know, I I, I think base baseball. There's something about numbers in baseball that just carry more weight than in a lot of other sports. Um, yeah. There's very cherished, very historic numbers and things and players, and you know what I mean. It's just, I mean, I know there's there's no shortage of analytics and numbers and things with any sport, but I think baseball in particular, it, those numbers are so cherished that. I think there's a large segment of, the, of of fans that just they know that what McGuire and Sosa and Bob, I mean they know they did it right, but right. I think they're just going to carry that 
you know, asterisk or however you want to frame it in, in perpetuity. That, that's part of that chapter of baseball, and we've talked about it before. And I mean, I, I just I think baseball essentially benefited from turning a blind eye on a lot of stuff to oh, get yeah. fans back to do things. Oh, yeah. That's part of it, and that's part of the context too. It's not just that those guys juiced; it's also how the league managed that environment and managed that situation and managed it for the players. So the league yeah. isn't clean either with yeah. that, and that. That, to me, gets forgotten about a lot in the conversation with McGuire and Sosa and Bonds, who I think are, Absolutely. you know, I mean, we can throw in Clemens and some some pitchers and some other people, too. But I, I think the face of that really ends up being, who was the other guy? Rafael Palmero um, had some uh, shenanigans. Palmero, who's the guy in Baltimore who hit 50 home runs? That, oh, like, uh, Brady, Brady Anderson? Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, you know, I'm sure you could go back and look at a lot of stuff, but it, it does Luis feel... Luis Gonzalez in Arizona. From, I mean, our, from our perspective now, it feels like that era, fair or not, is tainted in a way, right? And is. so I think that's why there's a lot of appreciation for Judges 61. We'll see what he finishes the season with. Before I get too far away from it, I do want to play the call because I thought, I thought this was a cool call. And the 3-2. Joe deep to left field. This could be it. See ya! He's done it! Number 61! He's been chasing history, and now he makes it! He and Roger Maris are tied with 61 home runs, the most anybody has ever hit in a single season in American League history. I mean, you know, it's a cool call. And, Michael uh, K. off to the S Network, yeah. Yeah, and I did think it was neat that Roger Maris Jr. was there. Uh, I don't know how many games he went to, kind of uh, watching for the moment. Maybe he was hanging out with, you know, Judge's mom. I don't know. But he had, you know, I mean, he had a little presser talking about it. And I think a lot of people identify. Now, granted, I mean, he's going to have a little bit of bias since he's Maris's son. But I think this this is a valid perspective, and it carries weight with a lot of people. I think it means people. a lot, and it's not just for me. I think it means a lot for a lot of people, you know, that – uh, he's clean. He's a Yankee. He plays the game the right way. And, uh, you know, I think it gives people a chance to look at somebody who, uh, you know, should be revered for hitting 62 home runs and not just as a, a guy who did it in the American League. He should be revered for, you know, being the actual single season home run champ. I mean, that's really who he is if he hits 62. And, uh, and I think that's what needs to happen. I don't know how you make that happen, though. Like, I mean, it's a good soundbite, right? That, that's what brought up the discussion. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I'd love to hear Mar if Maris were alive today. I'd love to hear his thoughts. And unfortunately, of course, he isn't. No. Well, you can only kind of imagine. Although yeah. maybe if you go far back enough, I mean, some of those guys would just be like, oh, sweet. You got these things that make us stronger. Go longer. Woo woo. Let's roll. I mean, can you That's imagine? What she if, said. I know. <laughs> can, can you, I mean, think about it. Can Poker you in the front, liquor in the rear. These, if you can imagine some of these players back then having the advantage some of these players have now, it'd be it'd be crazy. Well, some of the records they may have had back then, I'll well, sure. really speculate. But well, that, that that that, and I would say also, I mean, you know, not doing things like you know smoking and drinking in the clubhouse and things like that. I mean, take, <laughs> oh, take, you take party away, pooper away, away from some of those guys, and you know, you wonder what uh, could have been. So. There's there's a lot of what ifs that uh, would be yeah. interesting. I mean it, it's it's I mean it's, I think it's it's fun to think what? about in all sports. Certainly, I think when we talk about basketball, mm -hmm. you know how how would some of the guys who play in the NBA now, you know, uh, hand, handle it playing in the you know days of Lambeer and the the Pistons and you know, the, Jordan's the, all the, night the, gambling the and 
right you know um yeah. but but yeah how, how are the guys who play in the you know much more you know protected league of today play in the much more physical you know game of the 80s and 90s um stuff like that so it, it's interesting it's interesting concepts obviously it is it's not something well, we can never see it happen but right and i think some of the greatest of the greats you figure they'd find a way to adjust right like yeah. will chamberlain would have found a way to adjust I, not that i'm saying he'd be out there raining threes down but you know he was obviously gifted enough that with modern training regiment, he'd be able to handle it. Um, there are other guys that you go, nope, they fit in that era. Don't know that that would translate to today. Uh, and you can take guys from today and say, I don't know if they have the the physicality or the mentality to deal with some of the '80s and you know '90s era, just oh, the way the game right. was. You know, uh, God, if you if, if you think people flop now, good lord. Um, <laughs> oh, they wouldn't have called that shit back then. Yeah. They'd been like, oh, you got knocked down. Suck it up, bro. Or they'd yeah. be like Smokey. But you got knocked the fuck out, man. The other thing, the other <laughs> thing, that, you know, they'd be pulling Arnold. You know, stop being such a pussy. That's right. <laughs> but you know, the other thing is, you think back to certain players. Like, how much more effective could they be in a modern era? Right? Uh, somebody like I don't know. I, for whatever reason, one of the first players that popped into my head was just you know the dream. I mean, how sweet could he be? Right? Without getting oh, without getting beat God, up all dude. the time. You yeah. know. And and there's no shortage of other players that if you could, you know, move them around in eras, you, you just believe that, that they would adjust. Dude, uh, that's that's actually maybe the best because his skill set and mm -hmm. just moves being the in same. the post. Oh, ridiculous. I mean, transcend. Ridiculous. I mean, just the fundamentals. And is it me or is Hakeem Olajuwon a little underappreciated at this point? Oh, dude, every time yeah, there's yeah, like the – well, There's like the definitely. 15 cent, like build your dream team, and he's yeah. always like one or two cents. I would I include him every time. Every time. Every time. Because he made Shaq look like a fool in the night. Was it 95 finals? He was I incredible. They went against Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. He was I think I'd say Akeem is extremely underrated. I think. Personally, I think I think McGrady is still somehow underrated. I mean, he gets he gets his due, but I still think he's underrated. And I know he never got to play enough. But Brandon Roy is somebody who I still so oh, wish oh. if he could if he could have played more uh, would have been incredible. The if I came real, real, real quick, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is I don't want to forget this um, mm -hmm. for for all y'all and definitely for all the listeners. Um, and I think we already talked about one of them. There's that documentary series on Netflix. The one we talked about was the Manti Teo, which mm -hmm. I watched and was fascinating. It's crazy, but it's fascinating. <laughs> uh, but they've got a series of them. I want to watch the rest of them, but I, the one other one I watched so far was uh, about the Malice in the Palace. And oh yeah, I bet that I bet that's a good one. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. So, pl plenty of stuff I definitely did not know about, and 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 I could talk at length about that. But uh, yeah, extremely well done and extremely fascinating. So. So is there going to be a documentary on Frankie Lasagna and the dude that looks like Whitfield that is tagged in this Twitter post as not Frankie Lasagna? Whitfield, I, I didn't know you were a Blue Jays fan. It does. You know, Shannon, now that, now that you mention it, though, like legit, that does. He's got a resemblance. That's fat. There's Whitfield, a resemblance. Right? Yeah. That's because he really looks like is. he has no facial hair, no hair. He's got, he's got, I mean, he looks like a bald dude with glasses and a hat. I mean, absolutely 100% <laughs> looks like Whitfield. And yeah. you know how we also he's probably you know how we know that dude's probably related to Whitfield. Uh oh, couldn't handle his balls, man. Didn't <laughs> didn't, didn't deliver when it mattered most. Oh no! <laughs> wow. Is that, yeah, I was gonna say Mark beat me to it. Oh, <laughs> uh, how awful do you have? How, you know, if you're the fan that has the chance to catch a 
a home run ball or just something of that significance, right? And it's, it's like essentially in your glove, man. It's right there for you. And Twitter was funny because people were like, yo, I'm diving off that thing. That's pretty mm-hmm. high up there. I don't know if I'm going that far. Yeah. Um, but that, that kind of money, I probably am. Because you, you figure, shoot, like, yeah, I'm falling shoot, off. Shoot, 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 shoot your shot. No. What's what's the floor, what's the floor for that thing? Like, uh, right? I would say low low end. You're probably looking 250k. I mean, that's that's it's probably going a good bit higher than that. Yeah, Dude, inflation at least the mill. I mean, yeah. I, I would think I would think that's you know he's a it's a Yankee player. Dude. I know. Got to bump. You got to. Those I, are rookie numbers. You got to pump those and, up. And I, I, will <laughs> real quick, I, I feel um, like that's a million. It, I feel like that's a million dollar ball at least. At least. You, you, uh, probably, at least. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the same bet. I think two fifty is is the you said low end, but yeah, I, th- I think more likely yeah. seven fifty to a million. Um, I was just gonna say, and I, I think I think this was shared in the sports chat, but if uh-huh. not, unbelievably cool. That's uh, when um, when Pujols hit. I think it was the the record tying home run of of, of uh, A Rod's homers. Yeah. That the fan fan who caught the caught the ball, their father passed from cancer, mm-hmm. and he just told them keep the ball. I you know it's it's gonna mean more to you and your family oh, than it yeah. is to me. Yeah. That's I mean I I've dude, I've loved Pujols for, for so, so long. Dude, such such a class act. I, I'm sure some people would be like, well, yeah, that's the obvious thing to do. But there's plenty of players, and they have every right to be like, yeah, I'll, I'll sign something for you. I'll give you something in exchange for it. But I want that ball. He's just like, that's gonna mean so much more to them than it does to me. I know what I did. I know the right. what happens. Um, I just I don't need those physical you know things to to remind me. So. Me too. Love that dude. Yeah, I thought I saw something. I don't know if it's accurate, but I thought I there was a a little news story or a meme flitting around with a dude that caught uh, one of McGuire's home run balls. I don't know if it was when he broke the record. Seventy, number seventy. Was it seventy? Yeah. Caught that, and like they offered him a bat and a signed thing or whatever, and he wanted to meet McGuire, and it didn't happen. It didn't work itself out for whatever, so we held on to it. And at least in the mean, they said they, he sold it for like three and a half million. Yep. Which yeah. is, I mean, that's incredible, right? I mean, that's yep. that's life changing money for most people, <laughs> I would say. So you know, I don't know what that's going to be worth, but again, what a bummer for the the fat field that whiffed and Frankie Lasagna. <laughs> excuse me, not being able to bring that in, man. No, that's that's hard. That's, that's hard, a right bummer, here. dude. Um, Incidentally, don't they sometimes try, try to take balls from people? Don't they do that with football sometimes? Didn't they try to do that with mm-hmm. Tom Brady's thing where they were like, "No, you're going to give us the ball," <laughs> and the guy was I, like, "No, you're nope, going to think so." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I can swear they tried to take it from him, and it's like, "Nah, man, it came in the stands. This is my ball, bro." Nope, you're going to have to pony up. I mean, I, I think if it, <laughs> in a case like that, if it ends up in the stands and a fan gets it. For some of these players, I mean, not all of them can't do it. I get it. It depends. But, you know, there's enough money. You can, you, if you're just like, here's a signed bat, let's have a photo op, you suck. Fuck right? off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I, Seriously, like, I, I, fuck I, 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 all I think, the way off. Now, now if, if the <laughs> fan I, is generous enough to be like, I want you to have this, Mr. Right. Rich Sports Baller, Ben, good on the fan. But, I mean, if I was in a position and I caught, I don't know, the the football got thrown into the stands or whoever ends up with the most touchdowns in NFL history or you know something like judges home run ball or or Pujols's 700th man I'm keeping that thing I'll get it authenticated and then I I'm just gonna figure out what to do whether I'm gonna keep it or sell it but I would sure as hell find out what is worth right and then yeah. make an educated financial decision but I am not gonna give that away for a jersey and a bat and a photo. You can well, that's where, F-O-H. That's where, was, <laughs> that's where I was surprised. And I saw, I think it was uh, 
you know, one of the you know Blue Jays bullpen coaches mm-hmm. who you know wound up getting it, uh, and he he gave it back for free, uh, and and you know, but he he talked to his wife about it before, and it's, and I think she's a she's some kind of writer. Oh, is that like why that. she so said she, we're getting a divorce? It, yes. You know, <laughs> she, 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 she had been she had been touting online. She's like, all right, just got our lottery ticket. She's all excited, and then she finds out he, he gave it away. She's like, all right, that's grounds for divorce. Oh man, yeah, that's pretty funny. Oh, dude. Marital strife. I mean, honestly, I, mean, How? I would have a hard How? time to walk that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if if if, if, if you know, if he was like a multi multi millionaire athlete or something like that, like all right, that would make sense. But yeah, you know, I'm sure his bullpen coach, he's doing all right, but he's not like rolling in dough. So no. I, I get being a little peeved. Oh, maybe a lot. Bring it back. It's your money. It, it's your baseball. <laughs> it, it, it could have been your money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Could have been, you your, been your money. Fucker. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's you owe us. You owe us how, dude? Look, you're gonna add. They, they 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 broke they broke for you that money. That, look, man, you're gonna offer me a, a jersey, a bat, a photo op. Fuck them. Mm-mm. Keeping that, <laughs> keeping that ball, bro. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna, she, I'm gonna treat that thing like I'm Lance Armstrong, and I got, I got a sack to fill. You know what I'm saying? She, she, she dreamed a dream, and then she saw it all go away. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> God, oh, you want to dream the dream? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Susan Boyle. Woo. I really, you know, I mean, honestly, though, to have to have that ball right there in the mitt, and then to let it go. Come on, man. <laughs> Fail. <laughs> I mean, we might as well. Do the trifecta at this point. Hopefully, my man can shake it off. There you go. I, <laughs> I, how do you recover? We're, we're in the midst of a recession. His, his investments have probably eaten shit, right? Here he is giving crap away, man. No. No. Where did shake it off go? I know it's somewhere. Oh, there it is. Yeah, here you go, McGuffin. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I could shake that one off. I think that I, I don't know that I could go to a baseball game for a while. Right? I think that I'd be like, I need a break. <laughs> it's, well, I'm it's sure no after way, the social dude. media lashing he's gotten, he's probably just wish he could turn back time. Yeah, exactly. Oh no! <laughs> Man, I was hovering over that video, Randy. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like it was meant to be. You're good, you. You. You're good. He was, he was waiting for someone to say it. I know that. I was. I was. That's true. I just want to know if Shannon was on that ship when Cher was dancing around on it. <laughs> that was before my time, bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 I'm, sure he, I'm sure he wishes that ball didn't break free of his glove. Oh, no. That's true. Ray, uh, uh, Mark. On point. Bang, bang into the room. I know you want it. Bang, bang all 
you know who would have caught that thing? If I can find Break Free, since I don't ha actually have that. That's the one I forgot. <laughs> That's terrible. What I will what say, though, should be right here. Yeah, there it is. You know who would have caught that damn ball? Chad motherfucking Powers. <laughs> <laughs> Chad Powers would have caught, caught that ball. He would have had that thing, man. I love that segment, by the way. That was well done. Oh, I, that was I, fun. I, I thought that was great. I know people were complaining about it. I'm like, why are you complaining about that, dude? That's really funny. bitches, man. Funny. Come on. That was great. Funny. And then Pey Peyton wearing the shirt. That, that made me so happy. Oh, yes. That was, yes. That was, that was fantastic. That was fantastic. Oh, man. You know, it, you can complain. If that's not your style of you know broadcast or whatever, that's fine. But they really are a hoot, man. Oh, I enjoy it. Yeah, it's it's a nice alternative uh, broadcast just to have a little fun. If you get tired of listening to regular announcers, just those dudes. I mean, Peyton Manning trying to eat chicken real fast at one time. I mean, it, they just there's just no shortage of shenanigans and having fun, dude. I think that's that's what I like. It, it feels genuine and very real, and I find it super entertaining. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. So if you're I'm if, if you're one of those jack wagons is like ah manny cast boo yeah you're missing the point but hurt alert yeah there is some butt hurt alert you know that about that I had one of those little sound bites pulled up I was gonna uh, say man you didn't give on. us how after well, he no, dropped the ball so. not that one oh well here you go this is one of my favorite ones from the other night it helps to get a safety it helps when. Jimmy Garoppolo imitated Dan Orlovsky and stepped out of the end zone. That helps. That's how you kind of, that, that's, that's how you get a levity. They should have paid that punter $235 million instead of Russell. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, was, that was my favorite one, man. That was my favorite one. That was great, dude. Because at the moment, I mean, doesn't it feel like the Broncos vastly overpaid? Because he had two years left on his deal. Doesn't it, doesn't it feel like they vastly overpaid for Russell Oh, they Wilson? did. Yeah. Just a little bit. Oh, and, my God. And unfortunately, I really do think it's just new system, new – even though, yes, he did work – you know, Hackett worked with uh, with Rodgers, but it's still – it doesn't – when you take a quarterback out of a specific system that he was very comfortable in and throw him in a brand-new one, unless you're, you know, Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, you know, he's – this is what you get. <laughs> well, I mean, the best offensive coordinators will adjust themselves to the quarterback. You know, a lot of times coaches are have the egos where they'll be like, oh, my system's the best. They have to acclimate to me. But oh, of in, in, in retrospect, it's the coaches that'll change their system to uh, go with the quarterback skill set. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, again, that that's a style thing because there, there's people that, you know, how do I how do I get the best out of this quarterback versus this is my system and you got to learn it or you know bugger off, right? right? And I, I think it's clear there's coaching staffs, and you can have, you can get a lot out of okay talent. Kirk Cousins to me is a good example of a guy that if the system is like he can run the system and if you keep him clean, he's productive as long as it's yep. one o'clock or earlier. Right, if it's a night, if it's a night game. You're screwed. <laughs> oh yeah, you're fucked. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Some somebody was talking about because it's the um, the Vikings and the Saints in London this coming week, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they were mm -hmm. saying, man, man, like the earlier in the day it is, the better Kirk Cousins plays, man. 
Yeah, it's screwed. I thought it was hilarious. It's cracking up on that. But there's system guys, and it, you know they can be very productive as system guys, right? But they need certain things to go certain ways. And then there's other guys that can play outside of when when things break down, when things get crazy, they can do stuff. You know, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Patrick Mahomes, I, I think is what a lot of people would identify with. Josh Allen, um, certainly Kyler Murray. I mean, God bless. It feels like they should just not have a system at all. Uh, they seem to play better. But that's a shit team. Good God. I don't know how the hell the damn Raiders lost to that bag of crap, the Arizona Cardinals. That team sucks. Mur- is, Murray studied more than four hours that week. Unbelievable. He hit the magic four and a half hole hitting the books. <laughs> what, what, was, what was funny about that is I saw on social media someone had posted it and they showed the video of this. It's like, and they on, on top of it, it says, when your two-year-old grabs your cell phone and you're trying to get it from him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. oh, no. that, that, is, that is terrible. That is terrible. But uh, that was probably that, what, 20-some-odd second play where he's just running yeah, all over yeah. the place? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was just obscene. Um, side note. That's a good one. Yeah. No, I, I like that one a lot. Uh, side note. Uh, I, I've totally appreciated Pujols. We probably got to wrap up some of the baseball conversation and shift the football a little bit. Obviously, ahead of a club. Uh, Jordan Babe Ruth and, and Aaron and, and Barry Bonds, even or some people would not include Barry Bonds in that, but it, I mean, he did it. It's what it is. Asterisk it if you want. But that dude had 14 home runs in August and, and September, 126 at bats, 14 home runs, and an OPS over 1,000. Like, I mean, his run the past couple of months has been incredible. He had, what, five home runs at the break, Randy? I mean, it was like. They did. They they did not think he would no, get there. He wasn't on pace for this. And he just he caught fire and he just went vintage holes basically. Like it just it's like he recaptured some of that youth and he just went for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just I don't know, man. My man said, "Fuck it, it's my last, Look, bro. It's my last ride. Let's go." He went. He went heavy Johnson, man. That's what happened. Dick Mountain and Heavy Johnson. He, I was going to say he didn't go Dick yeah. Mountain. <laughs> Aaron Judge went Dick Mountain. As big as that motherfucker is. I was going to say, bro, Albert Pulse is one of four to hit 700, my man. So that, yeah. that that's Dick Mountain right there. Yeah, no, all right, all right, that's fine. Or maybe they should just be a hybrid. It can be Dick Johnson. Oh. Right? Yeah. I, that Dick. Maybe. I like that. Anyway, D-I-G, not D-S-E-K. All right. Uh, so looping back to something, and you know, Randy, you're you're a Mets dude too. But out yeah. of curiosity, um, how do you feel like the the season as we wind down the regular season and ramp up for the playoffs? But how do you feel about the uh, Mets Braves, and how confident are you as far as the Mets going forward from this point? First of all, I mean, I'm just happy that we've already secured a playoff spot because. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been long enough the way I look at it, even has, even though it really hasn't been that okay. long. But let, it's been long enough. Let me rephrase part of that question. Do you think part of this is going to be how do we set up our playoff matchups for the most advantageous spot? <laughs> no, I, I don't think Showalter is going to end up letting him do something like that. I think it's really just okay. be like, let, you know, let's win the NL East. Let's go out on top and have that momentum going into the playoffs because you kind of want to have that. You want to have that edge. And I feel like, can we do it? Yes. Obviously, you know, the Braves are just as hungry as we are at this point. So, especially being as close as it is. But 
can we do it? Yes. And I, and I, am I confident we can do it? Oh yeah, definitely. It's just at this point, it's just going out there and getting that mindset. It's time for the playoffs. And, and, you know, there's a bunch of guys on that team that really haven't experienced that. So, so you would not, you would not advocate the uh, classic Peyton Manning Colts method of rest and manipulation at the end of the season. <laughs> you, you Fuck say, that. Pedal, pedal down. Whatever happens is what happens. Take all. Taking all wounds, bro. <laughs> take, <laughs> take, take it, take it. And look, look at all those great flags y'all raised in your stadium. I don't want to hear. I don't want anything from you. Um, I, I don't want to hear that bullshit because I wasn't even for that bull nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even for the rest, man. Like we're at, we're winning at halftime in week sixteen, and. Mm. They pull them, and it's like, ugh. I mean, I like football, and even I'd even say uh, some other sports out there. Baseball, you have to get on that hot streak, so you need to be at the top of your game, especially going into the playoffs. I mean, if you don't, if you're not at the top of your game, if you're going into the postseason slumping, you know, you could be a one and done, and you don't, you don't really need that. You don't want. That. I mean, you don't want to be having to get on the Mark Gray slump buster train, okay? So you're saying the Colts pullout method should stay just with like you know sex ed, right? Just leave it, leave it there. That's what you're telling me. Don't do it, man. Like don't don't just full bore, baby. Metal to the metal. Don't pull out. Oh god. Yeah. The Colts the Colts pullout method. You man. gotta wrap up before you go, man. If you're not prepared, then well, that's your own fault. The Colts couldn't wrap up. That's why they had to pull out. Well, again, that's on Polian and all. That's on Polian and uh, yeah. Who's the coach in uh, Caldwell? Did you that say the... Pol Pol Polian? Bill Polian, the GM. Yeah. Speaking of not wrapping up, pulling out Polian, perfect name for it, right? Yes, sir. Just say it. Not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have such fantastically random topic jumps. We really do. We? do. What? Yeah. Never. Us? It's fantastic. We haven't even talked about a game this week. No. Well, I mean, sort of. A little bit. We haven't talked about a football game. As Not well. enough. Well, other I, other than San Fran. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. That's what we do. That, that is indeed what we do. We covered some other important things. Come on, man. You know, that stellar Russell Wilson-led Broncos offense. It's fantastic. Come on. By the way, I like the updated uh, – I like all the results from week three betting, and we joked around about the Chiefs and the Colts, but God bless. I wonder how much money was just lost by people that went heavy on the Bills and the Chiefs this past weekend. I'm glad I'm not a betting man after my pick on this past <laughs> Bro, week. Mark, Christ. Mark, <laughs> Mark, Mark, I got to tell you – I. I know that with the, with the betting life, there are certain highs. I don't think I could handle the lows, right? I don't think the highs sure. would be enough of an offset for how awful sometimes things go. <laughs> yeah, bro. So I just don't think I could, man. Let, let's go to Miami Buffalo real quick. And, hey, Justin, I'm sure you got the same numbers I do, but let's just – I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say the numbers. Well, well, Mark didn't. Mark, did you have, to wrap up those thoughts about the Mets? Let, let's go to that game. All right, go but ahead. Any, any wrap up thoughts uh, as far as the Mets and wrapping up the season and 
<laughs> sure. I, I, I could say a lot, but I'll, I'll try to summarize a bit. Um, they're in a phenomenal spot right now. They, they really have been playing amazing team baseball, and it's been in- incredibly fun. Um, and I would say um, last night, um, or well now, you know, uh, Wednesday night, um, had an incredible game against a, a bad team in the Marlins. And, and you know, uh, the Braves are playing the Nationals. So obviously, you know, those two results right now are pretty much all that matters to the Mets. Right. And uh, they, the Mets had already lost the first game against the Marlins and really didn't want to lose a two-game series, get swept by the Marlins, who are, you know, not a great team, have some good p- young pitching, but that's about it. And they were down 4 nothing pretty early mm-hmm. and just wasn't looking great. And one player is uh, Eduardo Escobar. He's having an f- incredible September. Uh, he came up with five RBIs. They won 5-4. They, he won it with a walk-off hit um, in the ninth. And uh, the, the Nationals were uh, tied with the Braves for much of the game. And they won it in extras 3-2. to two. So to, you know look uh, for a while the Braves the Braves were up 2-1 for a while so it looked like there's a good chance the Braves were going to win and the Mets were going to lose and that would have meant the Braves were up one going into the weekend series and yeah we've got the playoff spot no matter what and that's great but we want to win the division we want that right. first round by and so you know this this you know there's definitely no 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 resting uh that that would be impossible they're 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 going all out and you know they they want to win that division and they've got a you know great opportunity now because of you know that that win and uh that's awesome. So it's been an amazing year, and uh, I I'm not going to get ahead of myself. I mean, there's nothing that says like you know the Mets are going to win the World Series or they're a failure or something like that. That'd be nonsense. Right. The Dodgers are still unbelievably good. The, the Yankees, you know, when they're playing right, are are you know a great team. There's there's plenty of really good teams out there, but the Mets Mets are super in the conversation for sure. They they there's not really a soft spot in their in their batting lineup. It'd be huge if they can get Marte back. He's been out for a while now, and uh, last thing I saw was that his return is isn't imminent. It is not imminent, so that's unfortunate. Um, but I still think there's a chance, and if they get him back, that would really be a big boost. Uh, but yeah, it's exciting times, and this this weekend series against the Braves meets everything. I'm glad for um, all the reasons that sounds like weather is going to be okay for them to to travel. So they are going to travel to believe and play in Atlanta, um, where it's supposed to be. Um, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be a fun weekend. Gonna be gonna be tense. Degrom, Scherzer, Bassett. How confident are got you their, in them? Got their three three best on the mound, and that's great. Degrom's coming off his worst start of the year, probably one of the worst starts of his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hoping he doesn't try to be perfect and <laughs> like correcting it, but I'm sure he's gonna be angry and fired up. And uh, certainly when he's on his A game, uh, he, he's unhittable. He's the best pitcher in baseball, and it's really not even super close. Um, so yeah, I. I you would like to see or expect that they could very likely win two of the three games with that, that kind of pitching as long as they can get some run sports. Uh, you'd love to see them all, you know, get some early run support. The Grom's history, you know, was, was the Mets classically didn't get him any run supports. Um, but uh, this season's been a little different. And so, you know, if they can put up some early runs, Braves are a great team. I, I definitely don't, don't get me wrong. I don't, I'm not pretending that this is going to be easy uh, by any stretch. But, uh, yeah, I'd like to see them win two out of three. And uh, I'm pretty sure that if they went two out of three, that that would guarantee them the uh, division. Yeah, that would guarantee them the division win, I believe. So there you go. It's gonna be fun. And so, do you want the Dodgers or do you not want the Dodgers? <laughs> I mean, I think it, it would be naive to say I want the Dodgers, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not a. Uh, I'm not. Uh, 
I wouldn't concede that you know we go face the Dodgers we're we're fucked. That's that's definitely not the case. But uh, I'm not saying that yeah, I, I think, we are no, so I, I, fucked. I know, I know, but I'm just I'm just saying <laughs> I, I think that uh, I think it, it would be a, a bit uh, silly for anybody to outright just say I want the Dodgers. That that's a dangerous proposition. Let's see if I remember where this is. I think it's about a minute in. I mean, I think. Oh, there you go, Mark. <laughs> I mean, I think at this point, if we, you know, get through, get into the playoffs and get through uh, at least the first series, it's, it's, I think it's inevitable we're going to face the Dodgers. I just have, I just think that's just going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, pretty, pretty strong likelihood. Yeah. Dodgers are just too damn good. Fucking Yankees of the National League at this point, those assholes. Let's <laughs> go buy our talent. How about that? But unfortunately, like the Yankees, when the Dodgers go buy players for, to help them improve them, they actually fucking win with them. <laughs> Man. Oh, I finished one of the beers. Oh, well. That one's a little shocker. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, right? Go figure. Before we go, well, what, what happened was is I got thirsty. <laughs> And oh, I quenched I, my thirst. I got thirsty, all right. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, where are the white women at? <laughs> oh, no. We drink again. <laughs> thirst, <laughs> thirst trap. Two chicks at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> feeling mighty harsh. Uh, I think I need something to... <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you should not drink and bake. That's half the fun, bro. <laughs> that may or may That's not here? have been going on Saturday night. Calm down, Whitfield. <laughs> Jeez. Mark, can can uh, I real, real, real quick, uh, two, two more baseball thoughts? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yes, sir. All right. Bring them on. One, one I, I don't know if Justin, and, and maybe not even Shannon, but I, I don't know, maybe both of you would. Do you know the name Joey Gallo? Yes. Who the Joey. Yankees traded to the Dodgers. Yeah. And he and, strikes and, and, out like all the time. He strikes out an absurd amount, and he came in the league. You know, there was a lot of hype around him. My brother and I always liked him for fantasy baseball because he's he's a big power guy, but you know, he, he just turned it. I mean, he just can't put the ball in play enough. Um, but uh, she I said. saw. There you go. Hey, oh, uh, holy cow! I, th I think I think it was a, a, a clip from a Levitard's podcast where they 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 shared a, a stat that's so ridiculous he, he was talking to mike trout uh -huh. i don't think it was levitard or somebody else but it was on levitard's podcast he was talking to mike trout and shared a stat that like trout clearly didn't believe at first but he's like no this is legitimate gallo's been in the league and I, i've shared this with randy once before but gallo's been in the league i think six years now maybe even seven and literally in his entire major league career he only has three sacrifice flies <laughs> Huh. I mean, that's that's, oh, that's insane. You, you would think, like, I mean, there's players who have have three sacrifice flies in a game. That's or in a week. He, that's exactly. That's how bad he is at bringing in his teammates, bringing home runs. That is just putting the ball in play. That is embarrassing to a level that I, I like. Trout, Trout was like, really? I, he, so I guess he, he phrased it as true or false. He's like, true or false? Joey Gallo has only three sacrifice flies in his entire career, and Trout's like, I, I mean, the way you say it, I'm, I think it's true, but I would have assumed it was false. He's like, no, that's true. <laughs> it's insane. Um, but yeah, that was a crazy fact that I heard. Uh, I guess the other question I was just curious to pose, um, should uh, Judge or Otani be the MVP? I mean, don't you think if, if, if Judge gets that's the triple tough, crown dude. that he's going to end up being the MVP? Probably, but 
I mean, uh, Otani's doing things that that defy defy logic. So, I mean, what's what's tricky? I'll just say real quickly. I mean, what is super tricky because obviously this just isn't typically put in play Mm -hmm. uh, because there's just nobody like Otani. Is how do you judge it fairly without recognizing that Otani being a two way player and doing it at the level he's doing on both sides, pitching and hitting? How can you? I mean, it's 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 almost or not almost. It is unfair to to compare him with judge in that capacity, but how do you not? Because he's Otani is doing it. it um, the the Levitard podcast, they shared that uh, at a certain point in the season, Otani's ERA was the lowest of anybody in the majors with runners in scoring, scoring uh, position, but he was hitting the highest average with runners in scoring position. That that again defies logic. Not one person is, should not be be doing that on their own. He, he's he's a unicorn on the baseball he field, is. like I've never seen before. There's going to start to be more two way players he's, because of him. I don't think people are going to be able to do it as level. But I mean, I think nah, my there's, league, there's my, no one at people are going to start trying to develop him. Uh, but he he yeah he's in the league by himself. So I, it's unfair to to compare Judge because you know they they you know Judge isn't a two way player. But I just don't see how you don't say that Otani's having a season that's can't be measured. I don't know, man. Two-way players. That sounds kind of kinky, bro. Oh, what's in the box? A little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Makes me think think of my birthday party when Chris was trying to get Todd's phone number. (laughs) I was like, oh, now now we know it's Todd with two Ds. (laughs) You said... Balls. Got your mother. It's a man, baby. Hey, it, it was good to see McCollum, man. Oh, it, it was. That, it it was. was good to see that. That was that was a surprise. Yeah, that, that was um, that was that was a pleasant surprise to see that. That was much a surprise as you four bagging it twice, you asshole. <laughs> Dude, I walked in and I and I told him to get the sharpie out that night. You did. I'm just saying. <laughs> you did. I you, walked in feeling it. You you mm. were you were feeling yourself for sure. Yeah, that first one, what, you had Todd on your side, so that probably helped a little bit. Well. Yeah, the second one, you're like, motherfucker, because I got it on you, and you're like, God, oh, you fell down and did the freaking dry angel. The, the, like the angel, I was actually grass angel. I was pounding the ground, actually, but well, it didn't help that McCollum walked in front of me on my third shot. Oh, my God. My, I got to say, man, McCollum is terrible for cornhole, right? <laughs> He's terrible for cornhole. I, I love that guy. That guy is very funny. But he was so oblivious to the cornhole game. Like, we were, Mark, we were playing, and he would just walk up and start talking to somebody that was getting ready to throw. <laughs> like, right like right in their way. They would have the bag and be patting the bag, like, getting ready to throw the bag. And, and Chris is like, oh, let me tell you this story. Like, right, in, like, like, not beside them, but, like, right in front of them. Right. It was, it was hilarious. And at one point, I said, hey, Chris, man, I, I was like, it's really funny. You know, you keep walking down and getting right in front of people trying to play. I said, it's pretty funny. Maybe you don't realize you're doing it. And then, like, he was like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And then he just kept doing it. But he was he was completely just, he was, having, he was yeah. having a grand time, but he was oblivious to, and he played. I mean, he did play some corner. I don't remember how many games he played. Uh, Shannon and I were just busy kicking everybody's asses. Um, well, see, Mark, here is the issue that I had is that basically oh, here Shannon- comes. Shannon and I were going bag for bag in the hole. So I was working on a Whoa. potential four-bagger as well. Fabulous. He walks in front of me. just so She could not fit. One more. 
<laughs> I'm literally getting ready to throw one the bag more thing inside of for me. my on my third shot, and he just walks in front of me and stops. He me. did like, stops the momentum. Completely. He did. I was he just did. like, oh no. So I, but I, and oh, I get oh, no. I, I get it out the board near the hole, then Shannon sinks it, and that was the end of it. That was the I mean. That was just like son of a bitch. I was like literally walking. Up, I literally walked up to Chris, and I'm like, "Do you realize what you've done?" Bro, he did not understand the assignment. No. I understood the assignment. Not him. I understood the assignment. No, not not in the least. <laughs> but can was... you imagine how epic that would have been if I could have finished it and Shannon would have finished it and it would both of us signed the board and it would have been a complete wash. Oh, dude. That, that, <laughs> that would have been that, filthy. That would have been amazing. But you know what? You can wish in one hand and shit in the other, and that's what you got for that game. Because the only person filling that hole that night, Randy, was MacGuffin. <laughs> I, can't, I can't deny it. I was there and watched it. Times two. He did, you signed the board twice. You signed the board twice. I, somebody was asking me what that was all about. I'm like, no, man, if you drop four bags, right? Yeah, you man. You have to sign the board. Look, now, now, uh, if we were pro cornhole players, like, it's different. <laughs> like, I understand. Yeah, like, but, if you're, like, uh, professionals yeah. ranked in the world, it's... No, that's different. But for yeah. people, for a bunch of people just hanging out, drinking beer, and playing some cornhole on a, a driveway that's slanted, here we are leveling out the cornhole boards. With, with a shoe or with something, shoes you know. And old bags. Like, if <laughs> yeah. you're in, in the dark, we don't even have good lighting, man. You know what I'm saying? So, and we're intoxicated. So, if you can four bag it in the midst of all that, plus McCollum bag blocking you along the way. Okay. We know he's not a fluffer. Dear God, all the, <laughs> all the shots he's blocking. Um, My man. <laughs> Yeah, it was it, it was nice to meet his fiance. She was very sweet. So it was it was good to see them. It was good to see them and hang out. And uh uh Mark will see you and Megan and Randy and Penny will see you at the wedding. Yes, so, sir. Yep. So that that should be fun. Where are we at time wise? We probably need to wrap segment one. Oh, we do. Yeah, let's do that. Let's go ahead and um wrap segment one. I guess uh, all right, let's butt up any baseball thoughts. Pujols, Judge, Mets, whatever, World Series favorites, whatever you want to do. And uh, we need to come back and do a salute clock and then pound through some football and then peace out. So I'll just say that I'm happy for Pujols hitting 700. Um, nothing more, nothing less. I'm just happy for the guy. He's been a great ambassador for the game. He's been awesome for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Just happy for him. Happy for Judge as well. Um, a little pissed that ESPN decided to uh, put his at bats in during college football on Saturday, which we might get into on the next segment. But I, I don't know if you caught when. Why did they ruin not. your Middle Tennessee State Miami game? No. Nah, so <laughs> it's Clemson Wake Forest. Oh, that and game! Then that all game of a sudden, was, that game was Deer crazy, dude. Went in touchdown drives. They preempt the game to watch Aaron Judge strike out. And then you come back and it's like, oh, Clemson scored a touchdown. Or, oh, Wake Forest got a okay. two-point conversion. You know, it's, it's crazy. They should have just pictured and pictured that shit. Yeah, all right, I will say this. You know, like, you can, you can delay that momentarily, right? If he's up there, if he actually crushes that thing out, feel free to pitcher and pitcher interrupt. But if he's out there, like, you know what I mean, and they're just skating the plate on him, He's striking it. Why are you interrupting a game for that? 
That's what college football fans were saying. Right. Like the entire, like it was pitch by pitch. It wasn't like, right. oh, he hit it. It's good. So anyway, no, I, I think in the moment, like if he crushes it out, you you go ahead and bring that in. But yes. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because if, if you're fast about it, right, you're gonna be right on top of it. It's not like somebody's gonna get the moment ruined by Twitter. I mean, I guess they could, but in all likelihood. Right. If if he crushes that out and you're like game break poof or whatever there it is you yeah. could you could have done that in a way that's a little bit less you know obtrusive like if we wanted to watch the game we could watch the game yeah it's 2022 well, bro by the way <laughs> as as we wrap up segment one I will say Middle Tennessee State bro <laughs> salute this is yes, to you. salute. I, I still have a picture of the Miami Hurricane flicking me off at a Virginia Tech game. So awesome. suck on that, fuckers. Middle Tennessee State. <laughs> as Alex Trebek would say. As, fuck em. As Alex Trebek would say. That's a true story. Fuck them. Damn right. <laughs> fuck and I will take. I will always take satisfaction. I have a lot of friends that went to Virginia Tech. So we have a lot of friends that are Hokies. Like, Hokie football fans, Hokie whatever fans, right? But I, I went to several Hokies games over a couple of years, and every time I went, they lost. It's not my fault, but all the Hokies fans that were there were like, oh, you can't come to any games anymore. So I'm glad that y'all have sucked fat bags of ass ever since you fuckfaces were like, you can't come to the game. Suck on that, Virginia Tech. Chokies. Mm. Oh, that's Fuck how you em. really feel. Fuck them. Just rename them the McNabs. Oh. It's all good. It's <laughs> fucked up. The fact is you can say that now without actually getting pissed off and going on a rant. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. Good job. There was oh, just, break- just wait if McNab and Pumpkin Beers is in the same no. sentence. Just oh, wait no. for it. No, no. For no. fuck's sake. Look, <laughs> come on, man. Let's not go there. My, my worst case scenario would be, Don't go there with would me. be McNab <laughs> having a brewery and brewing Pumpkin Beers. First of all, they Al- taste. First Albert of, Hainsworth. Yeah. First of all, the beers would taste like dirt because everything that dude had he ends throws up the, it into the dirt. Every, every, everything ends up in the dirt. Do I look like I give a fuck? Dilly gaff. Dilly gaff. Anyway. All right, look. Beer balls in the dirt. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> balls in the dirt, y'all. Balls in the dirt. Y'all want some more balls, don't you? You would. Fuck. All about you balls. said balls. Yeah, you did. All right. Uh, anyway, we'll take a break. Come back, pound through some football. I didn't. I didn't anticipate that much baseball talk in segment one, but that was. That, you know, it's fun. We, we did a little change up, right? Hey. Oh, I see uh, what you did you there. Did. You like that? That, that was nice. Mark. You're that good. Mark. That was for you. <laughs> Appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> or I guess more more appropriately, if I could find the right uh, song here. What can I say except you're welcome? There you go. Anyway, all right. Uh, let's take a little break. Uh, keyword sports and brew. As always, you can find us. Home feed is on Podbean, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher Radio, uh, LiveSportsCaster.com, Spotify, Amazon Music, a whole bunch of places have our feed. There's some places that steal our feed. I don't know, whatever, man. Just if you ha- if you listen to us, just have some fun with it. And do- and God bless. Crack open a cold one to put up with uh, our antics. Uh, but we'll take a quick just break. Just one. What? Just one. Just yeah, one. Multiple. No, it's at least one per segment. 
Um, oh, there you go. Yeah, or if you played a sports brew drinking game, you'd have to be really mindful because if it was like make fun of Whitfield night, you you would get shit canned. Like you would you would get you'd be drunk. Yeah, you're you're fucked. Yeah, you're f. <laughs> uh, so don't. We are so fucked. Yeah, or if it was like, or if it was, or, or if we decided to have like a bunch of Todd reach around jokes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least it's not the Todd Screech around. Yeah. That's true. You know, That's true. Any of those things. It gets very dangerous. But anyway, uh, we'll take a quick break. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of minutes. And I, I need to freshen, I need to refresh my beverages. And we need to salute a clock. Yep. We got to do it. All right. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Yes, sir. Had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes. And then we were waiting for MacGuffin. I mean, we could all take a naps waiting for this dude. I was beginning to think he disappeared into my house again while Randy and I were chilling outside during my birthday. You know, like all, we had a MacGuffin, and then for uh, all of a sudden, he his ass disappeared. It was crazy. He was in there. He was in in my house taking a nap. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Randy and I balanced that out because we ended up taking a nap outside of the patio. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we did. I mean, it was three o'clock in the morning, so you know, what are you gonna do? True story. Yeah, but it, uh, look, man, I had an excellent, an excellent birthday. Partied really hard Friday and Saturday. Had a great. It was a great time. It was great to see a bunch of people on Saturday playing some cornhole, which we haven't. I mean, I can't even tell you the last time we had people over playing cornhole. That was a lot of fun. 2019, um, maybe. It, maybe. <laughs> At least. Yeah, it's been a minute. And we used to play a lot of corn. Oh, my God. Uh, I think on uh, I think somewhere, like, I named my house uh, Cornhole Stadium at the Grove or on the Grove or something like that. Yes. And I think, yeah, you I, did. I think I named it that, like, on Google Maps or something goofy. I laughed. But uh, anyway, because that, that was back. There was, a, there was a point in time where you could make custom locations that would show up for people. <laughs> <laughs> Although some people made really inappropriate ones, you know, like what? Yeah, Whitfield's left what? tooth, like that was one of them. I'm just kidding. Um, Lance Armstrong's missing nut. <laughs> that was a cul-de-sac. <laughs> <laughs> You're not fucking right in the head, you know that. <laughs> well, or that was a cold, what? a cold, a cold to the sack. It's like the same Game of Thrones, man. Yeah. I mean, it's a dink glitch. <laughs> God, poor Viserys. What the fuck? Poor bastard. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you want Peter Dinklage? There you go. Peter Dinklage. You gotta be careful when you get in the pool this time of year, though. It might be more Peter Shranklage. Right? It might be that Chris. It might be that Chris Cooley playbook method. Damn it! I'm a grower, not a shower. That's what they all say. Yeah. Inconceivable. That's a whole different kind of tuck rule. Oh no! Oh no! So, do you think that Aegon had that in that last episode of The House of the Dragon since he uh, had to, since he got caught by his mom? Oh. <laughs> I'm just glad he didn't fall out when he was busting the nut out of that window. I, My God. I know, right? Bro, hasn't that window seen enough? I mean, right. I know. Exactly. <laughs> Look. Exactly. 
That's the ass bag that Jamie should have pushed out of the damn window. Is that fucking oh, shit? <laughs> All for love. <laughs> Fuck you, that, Joffrey. That is terrible. <laughs> you are disgusting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> anyway, anyway. The things anyway. you do for love. Yeah, something like that. Dude, Allegedly. Rubbing one out up there. Completely ridiculous. Dude. What the? <laughs> Completely. Was it November? <laughs> That's the wrong kind of November rain. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, man was cranking one out at the top what? of the. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I remember living on the edge. I didn't know there was gonna be nothing on the edge, right? Come on. (laughs) Not gonna lie. When I saw that scene, I thought it was Damon at first. I did too. I was like, what the (laughs) fuck is he doing? Kellogg's nothing, honey. Crunch. (laughs) Well, that's alright. He got a round at the tank. Look at the bright side. Mm. Anyway, all right, let's do a salute o'clock. And, uh, you know, uh, a couple of things. Let's do this right. Let's do this right. Let's do this right. Um, Which, as the sports brew, we we probably won't ever do it right, but we'll do it the way we do it, and that's right enough for us. A tip of the cap or a raise in the glass for, uh, we didn't get a chance to do this, but for uh, Goose, Tony Siragusa uh, passing away earlier this year. Oh, my God. Love that dude. Love that dude. Love that dude. He he was great. So. Didn't get a chance to R.I.P. him, so I'll certainly take a sip in his honor. Mm. That was good. And then we also have to, and it's weird, you know what I mean? Like, we're not old, but we're old enough that people that were uh, doing certain things when we were like high school age are are kicking off, man. Like, it's just, it's just weird. And, you know, you you have a lot of, you know, like music's always one of those things. You have people that pass away young drugs abuse random crap whatever but like I, I was sort of bummed out the other day with coolio's passing i don't know um if anything else has come of that or if that was like natural causes or whatever the case may be but like we're of the age now like when the when certain artists or groups or whatever are done or or passed away whatever like and you're like oh man i was like prime time high school or college oh, yeah, youth mode and man that that sucks that sucks that's not the one i want here we go there we go love me fantastic some fantastic voyage love me some fantastic voyage me too yeah that's a great song that's a great song so we gotta we gotta have to raise a glass to coolio for sure yeah hmm I mean, he had several fun songs. I didn't... You know, it's funny. You you forget how much music somebody creates. If you go and you look up, like, discographies and look at the amount of material, you know, he obviously had some breakthrough crossover hits, and that's what most people are going to remember. But he had a lot of stuff, man. And he had some really good... He had some good pop culture, like, significant cultural moments right you know what i mean uh particularly for people that were like high school college age when these things were dropping legit and not only did you have like gangster's paradise right then you had the Amish paradise <laughs> spin off of it 
you know, and that was a lot of fun. Although, did I send you guys the the article that the guy had talked about? He asked him the question about did he still have beef with Weird Al? No, but I've I, seen I, the thought, I thought originally like uh, the story was that Weird Al didn't have permission to do that. So he, I'm going to read it to you in, in its entirety. Uh, here, here's the reporter. When I asked people what I should ask Julio, the most common question I got, the thing most people seem to want to know, do you still have beef with Weird Al? Answer, fuck no, man. I let that go so long ago. Let me say this. I apologized to Weird Al a long time ago when I was wrong. Y'all remember that? Everybody out there who reads this shit. Real men and real people should be able to admit when they're wrong and I was wrong, bro. Come on. Who the fuck am I, bro? He did parodies of Michael Jackson. He did parodies of all kinds of people and I took offense to it because I was being cocky and shit and being stupid. And I was wrong and should have embraced that shit and went with it. I listened to it a couple years after that, and it's actually funny as shit. It's one of those things where I made a wrong call and nobody stopped me. That's one thing I'm still upset about, my management at the time. Somebody should have stopped me from making that statement because it was dumb. And I think it hurt me a little bit. It made me seem stupid, end quote. Fair. Yeah, a lot of respect for that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a good. Because let's be honest, you get parodied by Weird Al, you've made it. I mean, you know right. you're there. Absolutely. Right? And he, he, he came. He came to see that, but obviously he didn't see that time because you yeah. know. And I, I, I can understand both sides, but I can understand how ego could make you think like, hey, my song is you know a, a very relevant like piece of pop culture, and you know, like, um, he's making fun of it. Uh, if you don't take the time to really understand what? a who Weird Al is, and that, you know, he's not making fun of it. He's you know. But anyway, like you're hot at the time, so you're like trying to, you know, you feel like you're hot shit, so you know whatever. But it, it still makes me laugh. I have a video. I was in high school when Amish Paradise dropped, and we were down in Florida for our senior class trip, and I was somewhere bungee jumping, and I, I had I got my face painted. I was like a skull or death or whatever, <laughs> and I was bungee jumping in Florida. And the soundtrack while I'm bungee jumping is Amish Paradise, and like the random. <laughs> so I ha- and I ha- I have a tape of this. I bought the tape. <laughs> Be doing oh, this. Nice. And nice. I can- actually, I remember you actually showing that yeah. tape to like me and Penny one time. Yeah, uh, and it- it's goofy. I have a couple of rando things from back in the day, and it's really kind of funny to see it at this point. Because um, sure. you're talking like 20, which just sounds so weird. But, I mean, that's I'm 45. I was 18. So you're talking like 27 years ago, right? So it's really bananas but to hear that song like the guy the guy you know that helps strap you in and the safety check and this and that and he's just up there he's singing uh, like like lines from i <laughs> paradise while i'm bungee jumping it's uh, it's super rando man uh amazing. but i will say uh coolio actually had a song he had a dedication to the sports brew i had totally forgotten about this but you know what this one's for you coolio See, got kind of high and kind of drunk. Beer drinking, beer, beer drinking. That's what we're doing. My man, my man, my man. But anyway, salute the clock, bro. <laughs> See, I also love the song, man. See you when you get there. It's a good yeah. track. 
It's a good track. Oh. That, that was off Coolio, My Soul, man. He did have he did have some pretty choice cuts. He but did. Uh, all right, so I'm enjoying. Well, I've enjoyed a uh, El Segundo Brewing Company Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA. Already, whoops! Tried to throw that in the trash. It bounced right out. Oh well, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I'll grab that in a second. One of you. He said, to- "Put me in recycling." <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I've also enjoyed a Stone IPA, the iconic West Coast style IPA. One go. of those is down. I've got my other one right here, uh, and then I also have a, a, a Jack Daniels in Mexico. Man, I'm I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm feeling feeling pretty good. Look again. I, I, would I hope so. Uh, yeah, I substituted out my second mixed drink for another beer. So that's, I, I think that's the right decision. I think. Yes. Seems like it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm enjoying. Shannon, what you got, bro? While I pick Dude. up this beer can off my floor. So I did. I, I did a little bit of panic shopping at Costco last night just for some shiggles. You mean hur- uh, hurricane shopping? Yeah, buddy. So I grabbed up a, a 12 pack of Allagash White from Maine, where Lindy's at. So nice. I, I'm crushing those tonight. I, like they're freaking water. That's so. because they are, but they're good tasting water at least. It, it is a good tasting water. So Allagash White from Maine. Allagash is a great beer. Is that it? Is that the end of yours? That's it, dude. I'm, right. I'm on like my fifth one, so oh, I'm, Jesus. I'm, All right. I'm crushing them. Randy, what you got, bro? Well, I started off segment one. Uh, both, obviously, both beers I've drink, drank or drinking, uh, courtesy of Shannon. Uh, first one for the segment one was from Dance Kilt Brewery's Quadzilla. Obviously, had to go heavy there. Uh, great tasting Belgian quad. And then uh, I went with Goldfinch for round two from Dance Kilt Brewery. Quality. Dude, first one was 10, 10, what, 10, 3, and the second one was 9 something. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, my man's going heavy. There you go. Heavy 10, D. 10, 10, 7, actually. 10, Ooh. 7. My man. Ooh. I mean, it's how I roll, man. Well, just, to, just, don't, go, just don't, don't go out the back of the end zone. You'll be all right, man. <laughs> well, now with all of what I drank on Saturday night, there, there's a very good possibility that was going to happen. Could be. Mark, what are you enjoying, sir? So you know, great, great, great irony with a. I know your dislike of them, and, and B, you know, it was momentary discussion earlier. But uh, I got two beers with me. One is, uh, well, I'll say the one that won't bother you at first is a Shiner Oktoberfest, nice simple one. Okay. Uh, the other one is a, a Howling Howling Gorge Pumpkin Ale. Hate him. Season. <laughs> I know. Hate him. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wilson, I, I have to ask you. Where, where is Howling from? I'm sorry, I, I Randy. Know. I have to check. check. Randy, go ahead and ask your questions. Look, look, Justice. look. I, I hate pumpkin beers almost as, as much as Randy hates Duke. Yeah. Oh, oh from, wait a second. From, 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 <laughs> oh, nice. oh, oh, oh. That's all you guys are going to do is blow Duke. I might as well just go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so just I just is it just you just don't like pumpkin beers or you or is there something about pumpkin beers you don't like? I don't enjoy them and uh I've had them so I've tried them several times. And I always feel like they give me indigestion and they make me sweat. I just okay. I I don't there's something I just, something I don't know if it's the pumpkin or what, but I just they don't end well for me. And so I I don't enjoy them. 
I don't think they're as tasty as a lot of people. Like, if they were really delicious, then I would tough my way through that. But I don't think they're that good. I believe they're super overrated. They fall under fat stack of pumpkin spice bullshit season, which we're entering into. And I think they're just overrated as fuck. I mean, the so, season that tried to show up in August. <laughs> but uh, no, I think the only... It's not wrong. The only pumpkin no. beer I think I've actually somewhat enjoyed was Hardywood's Farmhouse Pumpkin. That's right. That's actually decent. Yeah. Now, the other it, ones, I'm like, but it's yeah. not sweet. It's it's right. actually got some stank to it, so which mm-hmm. is nice. Yeah. I don't mind trying them. Like I, the pumpkin beers are something like uh, if I'm at a brewery and, they, and I like their beers, then I don't mind doing like flights and trying it. But generally speaking, I don't know why there's something about pumpkin beers that just doesn't agree with me. And so, all kidding aside, I just don't enjoy them, and I don't enjoy how I feel when I drink them. So, um, I will make fun of them, that's different, but they, they just tend to not sit well with me. I don't know why, but they just they just don't. So, don't enjoy it. But I, yeah. I swear to God, every time I have a pumpkin beer, I, I, like, I feel like it raises my body temperature up. <laughs> it's weird. So, But uh, I... I look, Shannon, it's from a, a brewing company called Joseph Joseph Brow Brewing Company in San Jose, California. Okay. There you go. Cool. Yeah. I don't think I can... I can't play this after that Coolio segment, can I? Is that rude? Hmm. I mean, it's blue. That's why we played at Blue's Funeral. It is. There you go. That's true. And I would, you know... Murder off all the pumpkin beers if I could. They could be dust in the wind. Be perfectly happy with that. That's not nice. Not for me. That's all. I will make fun of them. Just not for me. That's it's all. not your. It's not your. It's not your deal. It's okay. No, it's 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 not my jam. I like to make fun of it. It's just not my jam. I will do samplers out of flights, but outside yeah. of that, mm-mm, I'm fine you with know, them. It's funny. Like three years ago, I enjoyed them, and then like mm-hmm. a couple years later, I'm like, yeah. That not really my thing, so I'm with you there. Like yeah. the, the farmhouse pumpkin, I can do. I right. may try their 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 Pappy's Pappy's pumpkin that they have. I might try that one, but I know what I was. Is that new this year? No, they've had it in the past. It's, it's not Pappy Van Winkle. Hmm. Um, well, of course not. I know if <laughs> it was, I would only have access to it because I'm a member. But yeah, so I, I was going to say um, before I forget. Number one, Todd. Which you would too. Todd, it was great to see you. Uh, thanks for making it over to my birthday, and thank you for the pawpaw, the black talent. Mm. I really enjoyed that. That felt like a, a stout IPA. That's kind of a weird way to describe it, uh, but that was a really tasty beer. Uh, it was Mark, tasty. Yeah, Mark, I think you would like that. So, if by Ooh. chance, if you see it was pawpaw brewing, um. Yeah. And it's called Black Talon. And I'm trying to see where they might be out of. Pawpaw Brewing Company. I don't remember where, where they're from. But it, it was big, different. Yeah, big boy it, beer. Yeah, it, that was a good beer. Uh, Todd, uh, thanks for bringing that over. That was uh, that was generous of you. I super appreciate that. So, always fun to celebrate. Mm-hmm. The best way I can describe it, Mark, it was like it's a IPA with a stout finish. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was different. It was nice. It was, a, it was a real nice change of pace. Because I, I was going to say, go ahead, oh, go ahead. I was, I was, I was just going to say, not, 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 sorry, <laughs> not, 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 not that I 
care that much or need to feel like yeah. I or feel like I need to defend you know pumpkin stuff because I'm not that huge of a fan. Uh, but that being said, like it's also it's it's really it's it's a seasonal thing for me. I, I definitely I wouldn't enjoy like drinking a pumpkin style beer like year round. No, um, no. There is something that's nice of of that turn from summer into fall. You know yeah. what I mean. Uh, and so there's certain flavors that that kind of come out at at this time of year, and, and that's okay. Again, I'll do flights, I'll do samplers, but uh, I'm okay without that. And obviously, this is this is the Green Day chunk of time, right? Wake me up when September ends, and it's pumpkin beer season. That's really what he was singing about. Now we know. <laughs> well, and considering you know, in two days September does end. I mean, I man, this is a great song to play right now. But yeah, feel- true. Feels gotta like wake up green day is september 30th i right? know look there you go gotta wake yeah. them up mm-hmm. although there there is a segment of people i'm also glad by the way that this time of year is the end of mosquitoes because fuck those oh, hell yeah yeah fuck, fuck those, those cunts man right right i'm just waiting for that first flash freeze where it gets like into the 40s oh and it kills all yes. the bugs yes yeah hoodie mm-hmm. yeah. with a fire pit my man see Good times. Yep. Good times. Hoodie, fire pit, and cold motherfucking beer. Yeah, there you go. There it is. Allude to that. All right. Uh, we got everybody's drinks, right? Yes, sir. Okay. All right, let's burn through some football really quick and then get out of here. Uh, we talked a little bit a little bit about Dolphins' bills. One thing we didn't get to. Well, two things we didn't get to that were significant out of this game. Uh, first of all, kudos to the, to the Dolphins for pulling that off. I did not anticipate that. Uh, one of the things I do at work is actually a game of the week, and and what we do is is I pick a whatever game, and I make it the game of the week. And if the staff collectively they vote on who they think will win, and if they get it right collectively, they get a jeans day. Now it doesn't impact me because I, I can wear whatever I want, but <laughs> <laughs> which I think is extra special. So I picked the Dolphins Bills, and and I, one of the Bills fans was like. Man, I can't believe you picked that game. I'm like, I figured everybody like it's going to be eighty or ninety percent Bills Bills pick, you know, picking this game. But wouldn't it be great if there was an upset? And of course, the Bills fan was like, "No," and I was like, "See you Monday, bro." <laughs> uh, but I, I didn't actually think they were going to lose that. But you have a couple of things of significance out of this, and obviously, this is since we're recording on Thursday. We had Thursday night football. By the way, love those white and black Cincinnati Bengals. You know, oh, dude, those All things. Right. Those things Absolutely are great. Absolutely beautiful. Those things are fantastic. They should stick mm-hmm. with those. Those yes. those are beautiful. And then Tua, we have the Tua injury or his back injury in this game with the Bills when he he gets knocked down, his head bounces off off the ground, and he gets up and he weeble wobbles and stumbles. Uh, and they say you know it's not a concussion, it's a back injury. Well, mm-hmm. it's weird to think about that now with what happened with Tua in the game against Cincinnati on Thursday Night Football Um, because he got hit and, you know, I mean, his fingers locked up. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, that looked like a neurological issue. And, you know, whether or not it's it's a direct line, I don't know if you can draw a direct line from his back injury, er, concussion-esque thing versus the Bills, but it's a bad look. How Whatever that really is for him, it's a reminder, number one, that short weeks, not good for football players. No. They're not. Thursday, is it's too short of a turnaround time. I too soon. Say, it's too soon. Just make it Saturday night or something, man. You want more time? Just make it Saturday night. They can't. Um, they can't do it over college. They will never do it over they, college. They could. They could. They won't. 
So they won't. I know, they won't. I, know, I know I hear you, but I mean, realistically, you want more games, spread it out over more days. Or, uh, or but, skip Sunday and then just say, hey, you get the bye week to Thursday and then, like, I don't know, man. Like, yeah. We have ridden this horse I know. Thurs- on Thursday Night Football, Thursday Night Football for so long. It's not good. It, it's garbage. It's and, straight and garbage. They're not good games. They're not, they're not Yeah, and the, the players are right physically. And like, but, I mean, that, that shit was scary tonight to just see him get slammed to the ground the way he did and then his fingers just lock into a that position. Look that, terrible. That's, that's scary shit. He, he did. The, the, the first... The first time he got tackled in Buffalo, it wasn't even a vicious hit. He threw the ball and got hit right immediately after he passed it. Well, and then his like, head is slammed against the turf. But that that's but not that has nothing the, to do with what happened with the player that hit him. It was just the fact his body, his right. neck snapped back. Yeah, yeah, and that's just how it happened. Well, I, I, and, I don't know. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead, Mark. I was just gonna say I, I don't know how, how far wide he, he he shared this, but uh, Emmanuel Emmanuel Acho, I think we're all mm-hmm. familiar with. Yes. Um, he he seems like he really enjoys having a social media presence, and, and he does. Um, I, I'm a I'm a he TikTok does. guy. So I'm a TikTok <laughs> fool. So anyway, I saw it on TikTok, but um, he talked about both on Sunday Sunday and and tonight, and I thought very very intelligently, very thorough, just explaining, um, you know. So many people are going to just immediately say, "Oh, well, Tua, Tua was able to come back in on Sunday because he 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 cleared concussion protocol." Well, what what Emmanuel Acha talks about is, well, that's that's okay. Um, I played a game. I think he said it was against the Cowboys or against somebody. He went for a tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, running back's knee hit his helmet. They took him off the sideline. They did concussion protocol. They asked him two questions: "What what day is today?" He said, "Well, it's fucking Sunday. I'm playing football, so that's a pretty easy question." Uh, mm-hmm. Who's the pres- president? Yeah, I've, I've known that for a few years. That's a pretty fucking easy question, too. Uh, and they cleared me to go back in, and he went back in. And at the end of the day, he goes home, and he can't figure out which home is his. So maybe there's something that should be said for uh, there's this co- concussion protocol, which you know I'm not going to pretend that I know enough to to, to argue what, it, what would or wouldn't be sufficient enough, but maybe we need to do more with the eye test and saying that maybe there's some things that the eyes can see that's a concussion protocol test or some other kind of test can't see. And when somebody is stumbling and can barely stand up and is doing what, what happened with Tua, I'm pretty sure that we wouldn't think that that's somebody who should be able to return to a game that's less than back 20 injury. minutes later. That's Wait, not a it, fucking a back injury. Back injury. Fuck out of here. And, it, and it's back of the head injury. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And 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 you talked about t- tonight that you know there's honestly there's a lot to be said for like medical science ha- really has some lapses in terms of you know head things that they honestly don't really know everything about um, just yet. Obviously, the brain is a crazy and complex thing, um, and it's just it's so tough to know. But it, it's it's there's nothing that can be viewed tonight that's not going to make people who care scared and and think man there's a good chance that what happened tonight would not have been as severe had he not been pushed back in the game um last week and sure as hell shouldn't have been playing this week if yeah it's it's that that was terrifying and i just again i I, for me i'm i i love seeing on the field i'm i'm very impressed with what miami's done so far this year but i'm not even thinking about his football status i hope his life status is okay and that he hasn't you know done any severe damage by you know what happened tonight and last Sunday. 
So well, uh, one bit of good news, he was released from the hospital, or he yeah, was going to be released from the straight. hospital. He'll travel back to Miami with the team. So that's good. Uh, but watching that, you know, when it happened and then a replay, you know, you knew something went wrong pretty quickly. The way that his hands were, the way that he looked, and whether that was a seizure or a neurological thing, we'll find out more information over the next couple of days. But at the end of the day, you just end up going with what happened – earlier this week against the Bills, this short week was, was dangerous for, for him. And maybe the yeah. Dolphins shouldn't have played him. Uh, I don't know how thoroughly he was vetted with the concussion protocol. I think there's going to be a lot of pushback because Absolutely. like that's the kind of scenario that maybe not necessarily – I mean, hardcore fans will, of course, be like, what the hell is this? But that's the kind of thing that happens that casual fans who normally won't really worry that much about it are like, what's going on, right? You're supposed to have people that identify concussions and some independent person that can pull somebody out of the game, blah, 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 blah. Well, what the hell is this, right? So the optics of it are negative for the league and negative for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, but, yeah, I hope he's okay. Um, that was a sc- That's a scary kind of injury. When they, when they end up doing that, uh, you do worry about them, I would say, more so than under a – a lot of other circumstances because you don't want there to be like a spinal injury or some real severe kind of seizure or whatever related to like brain trauma. Uh, so that's tough, but I'm sure Bridgewater will come in and do, do a decent job. Um, he's, he's a good backup, but you know, it Tua and the dolphins have been a, a, a really compelling team so far this year. Uh, and it's a shame to see him go out with that kind of an injury, but I can't help but feel just the fact that it's Thursday night football is part of the problem with that kind yeah. of a result. Now that's Thursday night that, football. It's, it's not a fair and, statement, but that's the way it played out, and that's again bad optics. Thursday night football and the fact that he just had a potential concussion issue mm-hmm. this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. You compile those the hit versus and that. Of course, there's going to be that issue. I mean, you never want to see a player get taken out of a stretcher, and I understand that it's right safety issue making sure nothing happens to the neck but the neck head injury where your fingers are locked into place in a very almost gnarled position where mm-hmm. th- that's clearly a spinal thing that let's be honest that's that there's no other way that nerves something the way he hit that that's the only way that happens and you're right i feel like the dolphins didn't do a good job and i can understand the nflpa want to do their own investigation into the concussion protocol Mm -hmm. but if he's really going to be only asked a couple questions and then let back on the field that's that's really stupid yeah again dangerous it's a reminder that they're in the business to win football games right yeah that that's what they're i mean this is a business and when somebody like all right so we've obviously talked a lot about lamar jackson but ed reed ed reed's out there talking about you know, his message to Lamar Jackson, which is the Ravens are a business first. If you get hurt, they'll pay you less, right? It's a business on both sides of the ball. And it, every once in a while, you get reminded about the ugly side of it, right? You know, there are going to be players that get hurt that come back too early. There are players that get hurt that stay in a game that probably shouldn't. Um, and you, while you do have some checks to try to catch some of that, it's imperfect. And the pressure to win and the pressure to play are huge. And you're, you know, the fan base has crushed people. 
And we got Justin Herbert out there with what fractured rib cartilage. I don't think I've ever heard of somebody with fractured rib cartilage before. So my guess is is basically the cartilage in between the ribs just tore, and that's mm-hmm. that's what they're calling a fractured rib cartilage. It sounds but still that sounds that's, super uncomfortable. First of all, it how, has to be. First of all, how are you trusting the Chargers doctors giving you shots? <laughs> right, nope. do it. Number nope. one, too soon. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> <laughs> All kind of shots. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yikes. But I mean, we have two scenarios here where, where it, it, you can make a very credible argument that Justin Herbert shouldn't have played. Now, they got their asses yeah. handed to him by the Jaguar. Kudos to the Jaguars, by the way. It's it's it did sound like, and I mean, I, I recognize that, you know, obviously there's, there's, you know, people who could force it can force a player to sit out. I recognize that, but uh, everything I kept reading was that, you know, doctors, doctors were strongly encouraging him not to play and to, to, to look at the long, long game with it. And that he was the one insisting that, you know, he wanted to play, he wanted to take, you know, pain shots and, uh, and, and play. So, yeah. you know, there, there's that, but I mean, again, still, I recognize that's, you know, a t- team has to have the ability you know, if they recognize that this is just not worth the risk, uh, and there's potential for significant, you know, damage um, to, to force a player to, to to not play. Well, I mean, the, um, the players want to play, and they and they want to demonstrate that they're tough, and they have their teams back, and all of those things. Um, and there's, but there's a point where the team has to protect the player from themselves. I felt yeah. this way. This is obviously a bit of a rewind, but I think back to the tail end of RG three in Washington. And you can make some arguments about some of the hits he took being his own, you know, some of that was just his own fault for how he played. That's fine. But he had injuries. He wanted to prove his toughness. He wanted to be out there for the team. But you can't tell me that that injury in the playoff game, when his knee finally gave, didn't alter his career significantly. Oh, 100% it did. Because that was the end of... His, his, that was a meteoric rise was and an absolute flame out. But the knee injury did him in, you know. Um, yeah. But sometimes you have to protect players from themselves. And Herbert's young enough. Look, man, you're down Keenan Allen. Sometimes you just eat a game. Yeah. You know, it, 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 and it's okay. But if nothing else, it's one thing to take the pain shot and go into that game. But there's a point where you have to ask yourselves, okay, dude, right? You know, by the time, let's say it's the third quarter and the Jags are going forward on fourth and one and James Robinson pops off a 50-yard touchdown and the Jags start piling on points, 23-10, 31-10, at what point do you go, we're not winning this, man? You pull Herbert. Go ahead. If nothing else, pull Herbert out. I mean, you lost Bosa. Keenan Allen was hurt. Herbert's hurt. I mean, God, they lost, what, their tackle? God, the Chargers, man. That's a that's a team. I, I felt so good about going into the season and I, I feel bad for them uh, from an injury standpoint. It stinks. They feel snake bit at this point. Right? Right? Is there some kind of weird I mean, curse on and, them? And, and here's the thing. I agree with you. It's early enough in the season. You can afford to lose a couple games and still Get him right. salvage your season. Get him right. Get him right. He, t- he's too important. You know, because he's it, too damn good. No, Herbert's wonderful. Love that guy. Believe me. It, like, it bothers me to no end, and this is so unfair, right? But if, if you gave me the ability to redo the draft, you know, if I could have the Redskins take him or er, the Commanders take him instead of Chase, 100%. <laughs> he, 
he's been worth it for sure. Hundred percent, man. I mean, Chase Young is a good player, but Herbert. What? Yeah, and I feel oh. bad for Chase Young having to be on the sidelines. I know. It sucks for him too. Games. Sucks for him too. But I mean, here's the again. You, sometimes you got to protect players from themselves. Yeah, definitely. And as far as the Boses, then I feel like. I don't know what it is about those guys, that man. That family is snake pit Look, at the moment. The Watts and the Boses, man. Can y'all can y'all start marrying some siblings off and maybe breed this out of y'all's family or something? Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> Let's G O T this shit. Maybe it can cancel some of these injuries <laughs> out, man. I don't know. Uh in between the Watts and the Boses, man, the the ceiling is the ceiling is the roof, as Shannon likes to remind us. But that those guys just can't stay healthy, man. It's such because TJ Watt is incredible. JJ Watt is at his peak. I mean, hell of a player. Couldn't stay healthy. TJ Watt, incredible. The Steelers' defense is so much better with TJ Watt on the field. But you know, torn pec. Joey Bosa injured his groin. I, I don't know if he's had surgery yet or needs surgery. He's somewhere in that window. Uh, but that's tough. I mean, it's a tough break for the Chargers. So, but again, at what point in the game do you go? Eh, well, what a pansy. Yeah. <laughs> don't be such a pussy. Um. You know, at what point in the game do you go, all right, we should get Herbert out of here? You know, protect the players exactly. for themselves. Uh, look, uh, that's when a, you're down that's by a, three scores right? at the end of the game. It's a 28-point win for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Duval, y'all. It's when the Jaguars are up two to three scores on you, take your starting quarterback out the game. Right. The 28-point yeah. win was Jacksonville's largest on the road since a 33-3 to route of Minnesota in 2001. When they, Holy fuck. When, when Trevor Lawrence was two years old. <laughs> Should we break out ludicrous? Move, Move. bitch. Move. Get out the way, right. bitch. Get out the way. Saying, that's, a, that's an insane stat, though, to think about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I will say, uh, uh, Herbert, by the way, he's the he reached 900 completions and 10,000 passing yards. Uh, fastest in league history to hit, hit the completion milestone. So, I guess there's that. Uh, but I, I think he, I think you got to protect him from himself. I really do. I really do. Yeah. Uh, also, um, Rando side note, man. So far this, so far this season, we have 18 games decided by three points or fewer through week three. Uh, that's the most through three weeks in NFL history. A lot that's of, what par- that's what parody is supposed to be. Got a lot of competitive football, man, or a lot of ugly football. So, well, we definitely seen some ugly football. That's for de- sure. Definitely oh, seen yeah. some ugly football. So, uh, Shannon, uh, <laughs> I will say, uh, I'll take a sip real quick to the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Number one for sticking me with a loss in the uh, survival pool. Thanks, ass bags. Mm. I took I took Kansas City just to get the win. I know, I know you did. I told you that. But it's crazy to me that you think to this game you got the first quarter the Chiefs muff a punt. Sets up a was it Ryan that was it who's that young tight end Woods Jelani Jelani Woods mm-hmm. I believe gets his first touchdown they go up seven uh, zero and then the Chiefs completely I, and I don't understand this man they have a fourteen ten lead and instead of trying to score and being aggressive they just run out the clock dude dude that is not in your nature what the hell yeah, was that yeah well nope. Patrick Mahomes was very questionable about that as well wait and Mahomes and Enemy were getting into it. They got they got a little fiery over there, and I got to tell you, I'm I'm gonna side with Mahomes on that one. Um, yeah, I, I'm with Mahomes too. Like y- it, you've got you're you're paying this dude half a billion. Mm-hmm. It was definitely uh, strange to see. 
let let the man go to work. At, at least try. I mean, look. Sometimes things don't don't you know they don't work out, and you can bleed clock out and get the heck out of a half. I get it, but I mean, Bucker was out. You know what I mean? They tried a, a forty-two yard uh, fake field goal. <laughs> that was terrible. Oh, dog, that, no. that was a that was a that was a bad idea, man. It did not work well for them. That was in the fourth quarter, and then, no, it, and then it, it just, that... they, they also missed a thirty-four yard field goal. Yeah, you you missed a gimme. Uh, NFL standards. Yeah, wise they needed they, they needed aggression at the end of the first half instead of wasting opportunity. And I think that well, I was I was reading a couple of um, Kansas City guys, and they're like, "This is typical, typical coach, you know, just pissing the game away, which when he shouldn't have." And yeah. um, have they yeah. released any audio with what uh, Chris Jones said to <laughs> Matt Ryan? Has that come out yet? It, it it was trash talk, from what I could tell, from right. everything I've read on Twitter, mm-hmm. from Jones and from Matt Ryan, and it was simple trash talk. And apparently, that results Ref in a penalty like because it could have hurt Matt's feelings. Oh, saying that's what that flag was for. Yeah, allegedly, allegedly, oh, reportedly. Unless they release the audio, sake. we don't know one hundred percent. Right, but I mean, the Chiefs sacked Ryan, and the Jones got dinged, got flagged. It was fifteen yards in the first down. I mean, and when then, you when when you diss the Jones, you you get flagged. I don't know. I the rest like my hearing it was turned all the way up. This is what I thought I heard. Yeah, I don't know. I, that was a weird. There were a lot of complaints about that one. I totally get that. I mean, Colts get a, a tip drill interception. And you win, understand the right, words that right. come out of my mouth. So, I mean, that's one of those where, you know, the Chiefs had some mishaps. You give kudos and credit to the Colts for getting that with Don. Um, sucks for I, the for the survivor poolers for sure, <laughs> right? But, I just uh, don't. I just don't understand how you get a penalty for taunting when you just simply talking shit. Unless they released the audio, I I don't know what was said. I it seems you know, weird to me. It seems weird to me that that would happen because it it uh, you know again without without any audio release. Right. I, the Colts I, players weren't even that upset. No, they weren't. It that one seems like a um play an, on, play an on. over ref. Right. Yes. That feels like an over ref. Well, that maybe, that maybe, or Jim Mercy said, "Motherfucker, we'll win this game." Yeah. Maybe the ref was butthurt, you know? Maybe. It's like, wait a second, I took offense to that. I'm flagging your ass for that. Maybe. Butthurt alert. Maybe. Could be. Could be. Could be. Um, forgot to mention one other thing with the Dolphins and the Bills, and that was the, the butt punt. Uh, that was phenomenal. I know we talked about Sanchez. Uh, that is still one of the most ridiculous things. I mean, God bless. For that dude, for the protector to get pushed back, I forget the guy's name. Uh, Sherfield. But for more to, to just crank that ball right off that dude's ass. That was incredible. I mean, you can see the the sweat you know, blown off that dude's body as the ball <laughs> got kicked off of his butt. I loved all the memes, and Twitter was a hoot uh, with the butt punt. That was hilarious, very funny. I don't know if we'll ever see that kind of play again. That was great. Well, I mean, even Sherfield played into it because he tweeted out saying, I have a tattoo of a W on my ass where the ball hit me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I saw one that said how footballs were born. I mean, so many of them were so, many of them were so good, man. So many of them were so good. 
<laughs> Safety. <laughs> I will say uh, uh, two other things that come from that game. Number one, I can't believe Josh Allen short-armed a ball. There was that was weird. There, there was opportunity. Yeah. Of all the things I would expect out of Allen, an underthrow is not one. Um, again, kudos to the Dolphins. Uh, and then I also, quite frankly, I got a major kick out of uh, Bill's OC, Ken Dorsey, going absolutely bananas nuts in the booth and just tearing up papers and throwing crap. And you know, I don't know if he destroyed a Surface tablet or not in Tom Brady's honor, but that that was great. Got a lot of got a lot of Twitter love, uh, replays, and um, you know, I, I think I want to say it was Josh Allen in an interview talking about how you know the players were motivated. Yeah, you know, he's so you know what I mean. Like he's vested, he cares, etc. Here we're laughing about it, uh, but his frustration was so evident when they just couldn't get that last playoff. But you know the Bills had some mishaps, man. They 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 had you got bobbles, you got you know plays not going well. You have poor clock management, situational management. Um, you got you got weird things. You know the Bills. I think the Bills are still a phenomenal team, and they were really beat up. I mean, they lost Micah Hyde. Obviously, a lot of injuries in the secondary. Um, so it's probably not the best indicator of of what the team is. But you know what did Parcells used to say? You are what your record says you are. You know, you go off of certain things, and that was a that was a rough game. I think what's a what's more relevant and what's a bigger concern for a team like Buffalo, who, you know, uh, I would think most of us are you know okay if the Bills become like part of the story of the year. I think most of us are okay with that um, outside of our own personal vested rooting interests and fandom. But to me, a little bit more concerning is that the Bills have issues with these one score games, man. They've lost seven straight one-score games going back to 2020. Yeah, you know, it's like they blow, they blow you out or they they're on the struggle bus. Huh? Yeah, it, I didn't it's weird. It was that many? Yeah, it is. It's a, it's the longest streak in the league. You know, but I, I'm curious to see how they rebound against the Ravens. Right? Curious to see that. Kudos to the Eagles. I hate to actually even say that. By the way, uh, Jalen Hurts, hell of a job. Uh, 22 of 35 for 340 yards, three touchdown passes, hitting Smith, the Slim Reaper, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard. Hurts has done a hell of a job out of the gate this year. You know, there's definitely some players that you look at and you go, man, good work. I mean, I think most of us thought that Lamar Jackson would be motivated with his contract situation. Uh, but the growth of Jalen Hurts over the past couple of seasons to where he is now, tremendous. And, and that's a lot of work ethic and a lot of effort. And you know that guy does not skip leg day. <laughs> um, but good for Hertz, man. You know, you're not going to see me pulling for the Eagles, but Hertz is definitely one of those guys that has worked his ass off to get where he is. And here, here they are trying to replace him. And he's still just, bu- you know, busting his ass, man. And, um, they're delivering for them. They've, they've done a great yeah. job. And, you know, it's funny watching the highlights from that game. He made a lot of clutch throws, but those wide receivers went after those contested balls. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, it's it's not like the the you know Commanders DB fell down or you know they were wide open. I mean, that they just they did a great job. They they gave uh, Hertz a very clean pocket uh, for a lot of those throws, and those wide receivers went after those balls. Man, they went after the contested balls. They won that. So and it's reflected obviously twenty four to eight. They beat the crap out of Washington. <laughs> Carson Wentz was sacked nine times. It was a nice revenge game. That was very charitable of you for that Eagles defense. So good, good job. 
Good effort, Carson Wentz. Uh, but it's the most sacks of a Washington quarterback since 2011. Shannon, that was John Beck, or as we like to call him. Shannon's passed the fuck out. Ron Beckman. <laughs> sacked 10 times. Wow. Pretty gross. So McGuffin is done, my friend. That's okay. Uh, Washington had 50 yards at halftime. The defense was terrible. They sucked. Um, and the Slim Reaper, kudos to him. Eight passes, career high, buck sixty nine in the touchdown. Hell of a job. I think the Eagles are legitimate. I, I like. I think. The, I think Dallas has a good defense. I don't know about their offense. The Giants, a good start. I like what Dayball has done, but I, I don't know how confident I am and how good they are. The Eagles, I feel fairly confident that that team is legitimately very good. Yeah, for the division, I'm pretty sure that for you the know, division, they win, win it. But I feel like they've also the first few games they've won the, they beat teams they should beat. I'm waiting for them to actually have that really big challenge that's really going to push them to see exactly what they're made of. I, we I mean, we should pull no, their schedule, but I mean, keep in mind they're the only team in the league that hasn't run an offensive play while trailing in the second half. They're also currently the under, only undefeated team in the league right now. That's crazy to think that going into week four, only one team now is undefeated. Yeah, well, I think this is the first time in the Super Bowl era that there's only one 0-3 team. Good job, Raiders. <laughs> how do you, how do you job, fuck Raiders. that up? I don't know. Josh McDaniels is how you fuck that up. I want to say he's 5-20 and 20 in his last 25. Okay, you know, so you're... the Eagles should be... Mm-hmm. challenge this week they're playing jacksonville who's playing extremely well I, I i love the gloss for jacksonville i gotta tell you if, if philly is what we think philly is philly will handle them they should should but, i mean they've played detroit detroit's been playing everybody tough so we'll give them that uh minnesota well we all see yeah. what happened on that primetime game with mm-hmm. kirk cousins and his lovely playing debacle and then washington uh which Obviously, you know it's it's one of those things where it just seems like Washington can't get out of their own way. No, well, Washington has has pockets of entertainment, but that's a mediocre team. But their next four games: Jacksonville, Arizona, Dallas, and Pittsburgh. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know that that's going to give us a fair indicator. The Jacksonville, not no. The Jacksonville game is probably going to be the most relevant litmus test out of the next four. Because I, I like Lawrence's development. I think it's hilarious that Doug Peterson is, has, you know, tied Urban Meyer. Was he the fifth winningest coach in Jacksonville history or something? Through well, that was like the big knock against yeah. Jacksonville last year. I know. Urban Meyer wasn't a great head coach. No, he for was the, terrible. For NFL standards. But now Doug Peterson comes in, a dude who knows how to win. And all of a sudden this team is just completely transformed in, term, in terms of getting the most out of the talent they have. Well, they're definitely getting more than they did yeah. under Urban Meyer. Although, I, you know, I, I think at some point that Urban Meyer shit show, the team was like, F this dude. You know what I mean? But, I mean, if you don't, if you think only Jacksonville is, like, the next, is the, really the big challenge on the next four, after that it's Houston, Washington yeah. again, Indianapolis, and then Green Bay on 11-27. So, basically no, what Indi- you're saying is. Indian Green Bay. Should be good. That's should be illustri- good test. Yeah, that could be illustrative. But the other ones, no. I, I think for this point of the season, the Jacksonville game is fascinating because I believe people are fairly confident that we know what the Eagles are. And 
people are elevating Jacksonville. And it, this is a litmus test game. Because, Phil, I, again, I believe Philadelphia is legitimately good. I'm not saying they're great. I'm not saying they're going to the Super Bowl. I, I still think uh, Bills, Eagles, I don't know if any city anywhere in the world can handle those two fan bases at the same time. Um, clean up clean up the horse shit. That's all I'm saying. But, whew. I don't know, man. I think it's more of a litmus test for the Jags more than so than Philadelphia, though. No, I I think Philly is legit. This is this is a lot of people have been giving the Jags a lot of gloss. Good for them. I think it's a nice story. Trevor Lawrence has done a good job. Uh, Robinson has been a pleasant surprise. Uh, They've obviously rebounded from Urban Meyer's shitsville. So good on them for that. But yeah, like. I'm confident in Philadelphia. I'm not necessarily confident in Jacksonville, but I think they're significantly better than they were. If that makes sense. So yeah, this, this is a litmus test for Jacksonville to see how far they've come and where they're at. Because Philly, a great offensive line, keeping Hurts clean. That team has a lot of options, man. They got a lot of options for what they're what they're trying to do. So kudos to Hurts, man. Busting his ass, working his ass off, sticking to it, and delivering. Hell of a hell of a job, hell of an effort. So, all right, we we got to turn and burn through some stuff. Uh, Mark, let me ask you, man, how happy were you with? I mean, I, I know obviously Giants, Cowboys, you weren't happy with that outcome, but coming from the past couple of years, coming into the season, what Dable accomplished over the first couple of weeks, uh, definitely a different vibe with the Giants. I would argue. Uh, I think they've responded very well to him. I liked his aggression in the Titans game. And I got to tell you, for a moment, I thought I thought they were going to put the Cowboys away, man. When Saquon had that ridiculous 36-yard touchdown run, I felt really good about that. And then da- Dallas just kind of knuckled up the rest of the game. But realistically, I would imagine your expectations for the season weren't particularly high, right? No. So you no, they they weren't right, but I mean, so like, where are you at with not necessarily the Giants Cowboys because that's always annoying. I don't know what it is about the Cowboys and the Giants. It's like the Cowboys own them. It's really yeah. weird. No, it, it is. I credit to um uh credit to the Cowboys. I mean, they they they, they earn that dub. Um, but uh, no, I, I'm 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 pretty much the same spot that I was before the season started. But. But I, with that being said, like I'm, I am, I am happy, and I, I really with 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 Dayball, and I really do like him, and I think that the team is responding well to him. Right. And um, I, I, um, I, I don't know if you read, I, I think I read about it on, uh, or maybe I probably saw a TikTok. Um, but that's uh, probably a TikTok. Probably TikTok, but uh, I didn't know. Is I was very sad that uh, I guess um, both of his grandparents, his grandmother and grandfather, I believe, passed within two weeks of each other right before the season started. So he wears he wears something around his around his neck that uh, represents them. Mm-hmm. And you saw right after the win, he was yeah you know, when against the Titans where they you know, went for two and won it. Um, you know, he was obviously incredibly jacked up, but he also he, he was clutching at his something on his around his, his neck, and he was you know, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty emotional. And and I, I get it. And and yeah, I think that the team has really responded to him. Uh, he seems like a pretty entertaining, fiery kind of dude. And and so I I, I really I definitely am a, a pretty big fan of him. Um, and certainly the the, the positives. For, for I like him a lot more season. than Mac do. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, uh, same. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm. Uh, 
Um, I, I didn't have high expectations, and I, and I still don't. And I, I, I still, I, I feel I, I like, I like Jones the guy, but I just he's he's not a starting quarterback caliber to me. And um, yeah, it sucks. But I'm with with, with Shepard. We we all know this. Dude, you know, that, that not, guy can not contact injuries. Healthy. He, he, he can't, but we, we know how bad those non-contact injuries typically are, and so that that just sucked to see. How, um, how much you know, credence do you give? I know, I know OBJ chimed in talking about the, the turf there. Would you like to see them do a different field surface? Maybe uh, it's, it's, it's tough for me to say. I, I'm probably I'm probably not the right person to say there. I don't I don't know that I know enough to to, to say there, but maybe. I mean, I I would certainly trust you know somebody who's played on there before. Um, that, that there may, may be something to that. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, regardless, just, you, you hate to see it. The game's already a wash and done for. And, uh, you know, I, I like Shepard, my, my brother, you know, uh, brother Thomas, who's a, a big commanders fan. You know, he, he's, he's still, he, he's always really liked Shepard, um, and spoken highly of him and, and, you know, just, uh, he really, he, he really battles. I mean, he's he's not necessarily the most the most absolutely you know skilled receiver out there, but but he's 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 a he's a battler. He, he really yeah. does. You know, he fights for balls. Um, he's, he's been a, a reliable guy for a while, and so you know that their offense is already pretty anemic in the passing game. You, you hate to lose somebody like that. I, I've hated seeing, and I, I know there's been some in, injuries have been part of it, but the team clearly is just incredibly low on Tony, uh, Kadarius Tony, who, you know, was just such a, you know, he's such a gifted receiver. It just, just sounds like, you know, there's just so much belief that he's just not a good, you know, clubhouse guy that he, he just doesn't, you know, learn to play as well enough. He doesn't try hard enough in practice. And, um, you know, you could be the most gifted player in the world, but I mean, if you're not going to demonstrate to your, to your teammates and to your coaches that you're, you know, you're on board with, with what, you know, the team wants as a whole, you're probably going to be, you know, sitting on the bench a lot. And, um, you know, again, he, he's, he's out partially due to injury right now, but I'm, I'm not confident, you know, they're, they're, you know, not going to look to try to, you know, ship him somewhere else and it sucks because he's such a gifted receiver but uh you know the the, the one big positive that certainly i think anybody with you know with a pair of eyes can see right now for the giants is barkley is back to form and oh, he, you know he, he's had yeah. he's having fun he, he's 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 running with a full head of steam that that yeah that touchdown run against the cowboys was absolutely filthy that that cutback was just nasty um and you know that so that's you know I I was excited to see him uh, based on what he said before the season started that you know this was the you know healthiest he felt and and he, he certainly did acknowledge that you know at times you know over the past few years and you can't really blame him but due to the injuries and injury risks that he hadn't been running full steam that he ran hesitant at times and mm-hmm. again I think anybody can understand that based on what he gone through right. um, but yeah I mean he he certainly looks you know looks back to himself if not you know maybe even better and um, so. You know, I, I guess for me, it's it's probably mostly the long game. I would be happy to see you know Dayball in that spot for a while, see them you know build up that offense some more, get the, the offensive line stronger. Uh, I I have to believe that over the next year, um, they'll they'll start looking for you know a, a quarterback to replace Jones. But uh, yeah, for this season, um, you know, I'm probably where I started the season with hoping mm. hoping for a you know six and ten, seven and nine, something respectable, hopefully, and um, respectably competitive. The, Respectably competitive, yeah. and 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 so the, those first two wins were, were, were great to see. I, I you know, I, I certainly there was no part of me was like, all right, two and zero Super Bowl, here we come. Mm. Um, <laughs> that would have been very short sighted. The offense, you know, got 
got it done when they needed to and 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 you know certainly could get plenty of done on the on the shoulders of Barkley but you know that's the tricky thing and that if the season is not going to be a super competitive one you don't necessarily want to see him get you know <laughs> run to pieces um uh, so so that that's you know a little tricky at times but uh you know the 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 um our, our friend the donkey um you know he was shocked when he you know he, he uh he likes to get stats from me about like you know certain guys he maybe he's not so familiar with and he he's always felt like he, he liked jones so he was curious what jones stats were last year because he wasn't sure and when i told him he was like really only like nine touchdowns i was like, yeah no that's that's how bad the offense was last year and and unfortunately this year it's not much difference um and that's uh unfortunate but and and it's not all on jones's shoulders um and certainly i think they've done some good with you know figuring out ways to have him you know run you know some use his legs some uh things like that there's there's certainly ways they can utilize them like that but they're just you know i mean how are they how are they going to compete against a super high scoring team i i don't i don't see it well i mean if if they're if they're hanging out in the land of mediocrity but they're competitive I mean, it's better than last year. Absolutely, Just for saying. sure. So yeah, yeah, they, they definitely feel like a scrappy team. Like they yeah. just that they're playing their hearts out for Dable, and that's actually what you want. You know, you want your head coach to have that presence on the team where they just want to well, play their hearts out for him. Have the pulse of the team. Yeah. For sure, that's what you're there for. For sure. I mean, right, I mean, right? if I can, you know, super quickly. I mean, yeah. that's uh, that's definitely what I think is you know. You know, happening with the Mets. I mean, I think that you know Buck Showalter is you know a absolutely phenomenal manager for that team. I think that you know they 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 landed. I mean, I was excited when they got him. I've I've liked Buck for a while. I think any any long term baseball fans you know know that he's a, a quality manager. You never know if it, if you know who who will or won't you know fit with a certain team. But I, I was I was excited for it. I thought it was the right right kind of pick. And clearly that team has is rallied around them. We know that you know the manager is not out there playing on the field, and so you know there are certain spots where you know a team is good enough that you know maybe they don't necessarily need a certain kind of coach. But I think that the Giants need a Dayball. Uh, the Mets needed a Showalter. And, uh, yeah, I think in both spots, we were definitely seeing the players that, yeah. that they really are rallying around them and, and wanting to play for them. And you love to see it. So, yeah, yeah well, for me, that, the, the Giants, the Giants is a, a several-year process that, you know, hope, hope that in the next couple of years they can really build well, up and, and have, a, have a good offense again. This year is answering the Daniel Jones question. Yeah. Uh, Saquon looks tremendous, but I, yeah. I, I don't think they're going to pay. I mean, it depends on what he wants. But I would say it's more likely that Saquon goes than stays. That's a contractual thing, but we'll see. Sure. Um, yeah. But they, you know, they they have to answer the the Daniel Jones question because, you know, if it's not him, then you either have to reboot the whole thing, or you got to make some trades, whatever the case may be. So, I, and he's okay. He's not terrible, although he has some terrible moments. He's not terrible. He's not great. Again, he just feels like, you know. We're chilling in the land of mediocrity. We'll give you a little bit here. Sometimes we'll take away a little bit there. Eh. Not not enough to be like, yes, I feel great about this. Yeah. So He hasn't tripped over the 20-yard line yet. No. Well, it's early in the season. Give the turf, <laughs> mon- give the turf monster time. But, uh, um, no, and I will say, like, too I soon. Say, like, the injuries with the Giants receivers, has some of these guys are, like, and then I don't mean to gloss up the next 49er, but Richie James stepping up the way he has. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's pretty uh, that's pretty indicative of just like Dable's effect on the team, having a guy yeah. come out there and 
play as hard as he is. But he's got – I mean, he's always been a semi-decent player. I just think he never got the opportunity, and I like the fact he's getting a chance with the Giants. I really do. No, it's always nice when you see see a guy who you know is scrappy and, and, and can compete and maybe just isn't in the right spot, but you get him in the right situation, right, right team, and, and they, they can thrive. You know, I um, am a random one that's, uh, I don't know, might be a way out of left field, but just a good comparison for me, uh, obviously a much bigger player, but I always, I always liked Tony Romo. I obviously, I think we right. all love him as a commentator, but I, 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 as much as I just like the Cowboys, I always enjoyed watching him play. Um, I think that's uh, dude played his hard outs and obviously made some incredible plays with his legs. He, his, his capability at times was just unbelievable. Um, if you had Tony Romo being brought up as a player on the your, your uh, sports brew bingo card, take a drink. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, right here, uh, right here, doing one now. <laughs> Hell yeah, there you go. Salute. Um, but anyway, I, I just, I always, always, always shouted from the rooftops that I would have loved to have seen Romo get a chance with another team just because it, to me, and it's, it's just purely speculative, but I just feel like in Dallas, he just could not get over that playoff hump uh, in terms of a, a, perhaps a mental thing and mental block. Who, who knows? Who knows what it was? Need, um, needed somebody else to uh, hold, hold on the field goals. <laughs> That, yeah, that, too. that could be that it. too. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I recognize some of it was bad luck. Some of it was whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, I just I would have been curious to see what Romo could have possibly done on another team if he maybe could have busted that 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 playoff slump and uh, and made something. He was yeah. he was fun to watch. He was always he was. so much fun to watch. I thought his his capability and the way he could make plays is just absurd. And um, yeah, sucked that he could never get over that 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 playoff uh, curse. But anyway. I forget who do the Giants have this weekend. This weekend they're going up against the Bears. Oh, ooh, ooh! That don't don't be, lose uh, Don't lose Chicago, bro. Grindy ugly fest is that yeah. what that's, that's going to be? That's going to be a low. I don't know. Maybe a yeah. Take the 11, under. Take the 11, under. 11, 11, to, Eleven to ten game again. Um, yeah. Um, uh, I also take the under. I also take the under on Shannon making it through the entire podcast without napping. I take the under on that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's all good, bro. It's late. Um, all right, l- let's do some quick hitters and get get the heck out of here. <laughs> Packers Bucks. I'm happy that the uh, the Packers won. Obviously, uh, I don't know if that that delay of game is Brady's fault per se at the end, but uh, the Bucks definitely have a little bit of slop on them, don't they? Uh, Packers aren't quite right. Defense is decent. Uh, they're obviously working through those young wide receivers. I mean, you but, have to kind of wonder if the Bucks have our healthy receiver, how that game goes potentially. But I also, like we said earlier, I think Brady missing the preseason, being excused from a training camp for however many weeks he was out, that's playing also into it. And we saw that between weeks one and three, he's getting a little sharper each week. Is. So well, I they'll, think they'll by have, week they'll... Go ahead. I think once the receivers are healthy in a you know week four, maybe this week or next week, they they won't all be healthy, but they got enough right. bodies that what you hope is you have you have you have two or three of them, right? Right. Like yeah. Mike Mike Evans. I mean, he's not going to be shoving Lattimore for a little while, so we got to be playing a Godwin. I don't think we're going to see for a bit. Uh, Julio Jones. It sounds like he could have gone if he absolutely had to last week. Uh, so hopefully we see him this week. And then they've got Cole Beasley now. Look, I mean, unless Gronk comes rolling out somewhere like halfway through the season, I think there's it's just going to be a different vibe. But yes, Randy, I agree. I think they're going to get sharper as the year goes on. 
I just don't trust that wide receiver group. Other than Evans, I don't trust that wide receiver group to stay healthy. I just don't. No, yeah, I like that, I that like seems to be the issue. Right, I like Julio, but you're not getting the full season out of him. Godwin probably was arguably was on the field too early, you know, and just wasn't quite too right. Soon. Yeah, too yeah. soon, too soon. Anyway, so uh, them butchering the two point conversion was weird. I wouldn't have expected that to happen, uh, but it did. So again, I'll, I'll take the dub because I think if they had gotten that play call off, I think Fournette was going to be in there. You know, uh, yeah. Uh, the way the way the play set up and the yeah. way things started off, yeah, yeah, he had a pretty that, clear path. That to me, and I watched that replay several times, and I wonder how much of that is is just that center. You know, because yeah, like, Brady Brady was calling for that damn ball. And that center oh, yeah. was like, oh, let me look up behind me. Let me. Oh, you want me to snap it? Okay, boom. I think if that had been, you know, the regular. I, look, it, I think we have different. audio of Brady. What? It's everybody but the center? How? Oh, yes. Also accurate. Here you go. How do you fuck that up? How do you fuck that up? And, the, and that was a live audio of Brady after the that, center messed that up. That's also the entire Washington, I still want to say Redskins, Washington Commanders offensive line against that Eagles defense. We saw that it's happen terrible. a lot this past weekend. We did. A lot of different games, a lot of different teams, just sacks, seriously. Sacks, sacks, I think uh, sacks. Buffalo, Miami had everybody but the center. Yeah, probably. Probably. No doubt. Uh I will say uh, kudos to uh, the, the Ravens uh, for sticking it to the Patriots. Uh, Lamar Jackson has been a, an absolute stud. However you feel about that guy, he's been a fucking machine through the early part of this season. He's trying to prove that he's worth the money he wants. Dude, he's averaging 250 yards through the air, 80 yards on the ground. He's got 10 passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. He's been an absolute machine for the Ravens. Yep. I don't, I don't but, know what he. I let's don't, I let's don't, be honest. Even if he finishes, even if they finish the season, you know, winning the division, mm-hmm. getting that first round by, if they don't win in the playoffs, what the fuck good is it? I hear you, but you can. I swear, man, watching him this year, it feels it feels different. Mark, I don't know if you've been paying attention to them, but to me, it definitively feels like Lamar Jackson has stepped up. Yeah, with, with the I type, think so too. with the type and the quality of his throws. And just being ready to, you know what I mean? Like, it, it appears that his feel for when to run and when to throw and how well he can throw has taken a pronounced step up from the past two seasons. Right. So, uh, I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be dangerous. I don't know that that team is good enough or that defense is good enough. Love Andrews. Lamar Jackson's been incredible, but. Randy, you are correct in the extent that Lamar Jackson is in that group of players that if you don't win in the playoffs, we know you're good in the regular season. But if you can't win in the playoffs, whatever. You know I what think, I mean? Bugger I just, off. I just, I just wish it wasn't a contract year. You know what I mean? Right. I wish that it was, he was playing like this for the past couple of years. I mean, not that he's been bad. He's been great. But it's just the idea of he's betting on himself. He's turning down these big-ass contracts that – I mean, most people will be like, yes, please, thank you. And it's just that idea of you haven't won in the playoffs. You haven't won when it counted the most. No, but what did we and, say the other week? Fire agent, bro. 
He's his own agent. Fire exactly. agent. Exactly. I, I agree. I agree 100. percent Fire it, agent, it's dude. Just, <laughs> I just, I just don't like the idea of what's going to happen. Is what ha- if he flamed out in the playoffs again? They're just going to franchise tag him, and that's what's going to happen. Well, yeah. I mean, I know it, there's been rumors that he won't plan for that, but I, from an organizational standpoint, it might be in their I'm, best I, interest to franchise him. But I mean, the average of the top five quarterbacks. I'm sorry, that's a lot of fucking money. It is, but mm-hmm. depending on what he wants to be guaranteed, if you're you don't not, want to, it, you're not here's the thing: if you, money. no, if you don't want to guarantee the years, you guarantee a singular year. Sure, you're eating a big hit, but it's contained in one year. Maybe they do that. We'll see. Is anybody else beginning to wonder if Josh, if Josh McDaniel makes it through the season? Uh, yeah, right. Uh, some tough breaks, man. <laughs> I tell you, if they go zero and four. I, I, I just don't know what to make of that, but it's like again. What's, what's really interesting though is when you think about it, is like the difference in the Patriots' offense without him as the. OC. I hear you. I hear you. But uh, McDaniel's as a head coach, five and twenty in his last twenty-five games. Granted, that includes the Broncos, but that I, just, that's I don't think he record. was meant. I don't. I don't think he was meant to be a head coach. He may not be. May not be. Zero and three look starts. At, look, at, look at Norv Turner. I believe me. I lived that one. <laughs> you uh, did. The, the Raiders and zero and three starts since two thousand. One hundred and nine teams have had zero and three starts. Only one has made the playoffs. Not a good spot to be in. Nope. And they are the only zero and three team in the NFL. First time in in, in the Super Bowl era that there's only one zero and three team. That's crazy to it, think about. That. It is. It is going into Week Four, one zero and three team, and currently yep. one undefeated team. Yep. That's insane. Bananas, bro. What you gonna do? That's that's what the, I mean. What we've always talked about, even with college football parody. Parody. Like, that's parody, what they always parody. talk about. Yep. I love it. Yep. No one sucks too bad. No one's great and like oh, overly no! great. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's in the mix. That I, I love seeing that. I think that's great for the NFL. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's built for it. Uh, just the Eagles, bro. A lot of one and twos, a lot of two and ones, man. Yep. 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 They know that. Maybe they know what they're doing. Get the fuck out my face with that shit. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Anyway, all right. We need to wrap up and get the hell out of here. I'm gonna start closing some windows because we're not getting to that tonight. That can wait. <laughs> Although I was. I will ask Randy, there's been interesting chatter about Jimmy Garoppolovsky, I mean, uh, Garoppolo, uh, lip reading, saying that he was uh, saying some negative things about Shanahan's play, Colin. How much do you think the loss of Mike McDaniel hurt Shanahan and the 49ers? I do think it hurts a little bit just because, like, what we're seeing with the Dolphins now, and we're seeing that offense that was ran in San Francisco – and it's thriving pretty well, actually. Uh, but also, I think, again, part of it with Garoppolo is just the lack of reps. I think that really has hurt him. That'll clean um, itself at, up o- over the next over, couple of weeks. I think in the next few weeks, mm-hmm. I think we can really then say, okay, it's a Garoppolo thing or mm-hmm. it's a lack of OC thing or whatever. Or it's a, or it's a Shanahan thing. I mean, at this point... We're far enough in to his regime as head coach that we can be like, all right, this is an issue. It's yeah. been X amount of years. 
we're hitting this wall. Um, obviously, Lance going down didn't help things much, and we didn't really see a whole lot out of him, but obviously against Seattle, you can't even really look at Seattle as a barometer because Seattle is just awful. No, Seattle's weird. Um, even with, even Gino weird. has good moments and bad moments. Against the Niners, he had a lot of bad moments, which I was happy about, but ultimately, yeah, he I it's only a matter of time before Drew Locke comes in with them. But for the most part, I want to see the next couple of weeks. I want to see what happens. Uh, but for Garoppolo, I think I, I watched the video. I watched the you know the lip reading and it, and I something it's something about the ball. I don't think it had anything to do with about Uh-oh. the play calling or anything. I know Shannon. I said ball. Um, <laughs> Randy, I, he loves it. He loves Shannon balls. loves it when you said Shannon balls. loves you balls. said balls. Loves it. I think really it had to do with something about catching the ball or placing the ball. I think he was more like more or less beating himself up on the throw. Uh-oh. The fuck? That sounds like a House <laughs> of the Dragon windows window you're, scene. You're, you're not Just wrong. Saying. I was um, like, <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Hasn't that window suffered enough? Hasn't it? It has. It has. Oh. Mark, I don't... Mark, are you watching the House of the Dragon or not? I haven't yet. I'm going to, but I, I have not Come started. On, man. Come on, man. <laughs> so many shows. You're not, you're not wrong. You are not wrong there. There's way not too much wrong right now. There. There's too I much still haven't done right the now. last two seasons of uh, Better Call Saul. I mean, right. my... Dude, it was a wild-ass ride. I'm I know. I know. I, I, or or, or I, any any season of Fargo, so I mean I get it. Oh, already finished. Already finished Fargo. <laughs> too already, too I, soon. I, too I watched, soon. Look, I watched it. It was forgettable as fuck, and so I flushed it out of my memory. Oh shit! Oh shit! What's a mustache ride? You you actually watched Fargo? I tried to, but no, no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Back to my point, I don't think the that uh, Garoppolo's comments were based on Shanahan. I think they, he, I think he really was just kind of beating himself up. I really do believe that because, like I said, the only thing I could really truly grasp from the lip reading was the last thing he said about something about the ball, and that was it. Maybe it could have been him saying, you know, placing the ball or catching the ball or something, but I don't think it was really uh, getting on Shanahan's play calling. I just, I really don't. Because he's thrived in that system before, so I don't Has. understand. With Mike McDaniel there with Shanahan, he's thrived in the system before. And you know, maybe you're right. Maybe maybe we'll it's the lack of McDaniel. Maybe uh, I don't the know. Next few next few weeks are really going to tell a lot because it's not like they have an easy schedule. So, well, we'll see how so that we'll plays see. out. We'll, we will revisit that. I mean, For Monday sure. night. You, Monday night, we got the Rams. So I know. we'll see how that we'll see how that goes. So uh, as we burn through a couple of things, also uh, a tip of the cap, and I'll, we'll raise a glass to uh, Roger Federer uh, hanging up the rackets, calling it a, a you know a career, hell, hell of, of a career. career. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. Uh, 40, 40, 40, 41, 20 majors, eight Wimbledon's, five U.S. Opens, uh, and just watching Federer and Nadal. Just so emotional, in tears, side by side at the uh, is it the Laver Cup? Laver, Laver. That that yeah. was watching that video, watching that stuff. Man, that was that was that was crazy, dude. Uh, just how emotional two competitors were, man. 
That was great. It's weird to think of an era ending and and as these players as these greats retire, but that kind of emotion, right, is great to yeah. see in the context of what they meant, what they've meant to each other, what yeah. to their careers, and then to tennis. And I think those two men appreciate that, yeah. and the the impact and the weight of that was was very apparent on uh, on their faces. So. Hell of a job. Mark, real quick, since I know you follow tennis more than we do, what is your favorite Federer match and moment? <laughs> Going super specific. Darn, uh, bro. Yeah, I, I was going to say, unfortunately, without prep, I, I don't think I can necessarily have that, so unfortunately. Oh, uh, just say it was that Wimbledon that one time. <laughs> that one time. <laughs> just, just that one time like at a, band camp. I'm not saying your most favorite, but just throw out like, your favorite, like something that like, stands out to you. I mean, I'll just say. I mean, certainly. I mean, his 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 matches against you know the the greats that we're just referencing. I mean, certainly him and Nadal facing off uh, throughout the years, and him and him and Djokovic. I mean, Federer is a class act who you know has has nothing but respect from everybody in the sports world, from tennis and beyond. Uh, again, and I recognize our, our joke is you know tennis McTenderson because or golf McGolferson because it's not sports that you know that you all follow that closely. Uh, and obviously, I don't follow golf that closely, and 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 tennis I, I don't follow as closely as I used to. Uh, but Federer, yeah, I mean, such an incredibly likable guy and yeah. an unbelievable athlete and and, and player. So um, yeah, I, I can't say I've got a specific, but just when 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 he and Nadal would face off and he and Djokovic would face off, you always knew you were going to get quality unbelievably competitive ten- tennis that's you know you're it's gonna be a weird landscape without yeah, you know it will it's, be. It's that definitely we're, we're, we're going we're going through i mean it's it's there's gonna be you know more changes to come over the next few years well, with, the with, williams uh, sisters yeah, obviously, obviously i mean Sir, the tail end of that Serena Serena, going, yeah yeah you know federer going and and some of these other guys that are long in the tooth man they're not far behind them exactly you know so it's 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 it's, it's changing it's changing and we'll have we'll have some new, new young guys coming up yeah. that'll be you know very fun to watch and there already are a few but uh but yeah fetter fetter's you know definitely been one of my favorites for ages and and just it's it's always nice when you hear there's an athlete that i mean i can't i can't think of anybody who's ever said a bad word about fetter you know, I, I tell you, you know, sometimes I wonder if these, you know, they're just hanging it up too early. And then I think of the Google Stadia. Oh. <laughs> Spe- speaking of <laughs> of quitting too early, thanks a lot. Although, thanks you know, for the three years of memories. Yeah. Although, <laughs> man, kudos to them for refunding the money, though. There, there were other no, I'll than, give them, yeah, I'll give them yeah, props for that. For the hardware, I think other than there was some premium subscription, they're not refunding that. But for people that bought the hardware and, and bought certain things, they're refunding that money, which is really incredible uh, yeah. in its own I mean, way. But yeah, that's it's, just. It's hard, it's hard to get a console going. I mean, think about some of the stuff when we were kids, like the Atari Jaguar and the Neo Geo and the TurboGrafx 16, stuff like that yeah. when we were kids. You know, how, you know when you're paying five $600 for a system back then, now, I hear you, you know, it's. I mean, we're just like it, Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Sega and Nintendo. That was it. That was usually about it. That's all we did. And sometimes Atari, depending on what we did. Now you got everybody and their brothers trying to make a fucking console. There's a lot of stuff. I, I just think in between like Xbox Game Pass, what Sony's trying to build, the Switch, the Steam Deck. The Steam Deck intrigues me. I'm not going to lie. You know, I it's one of those things that I wonder if they would have just been better off selling that as a service as opposed to trying to have a console. 
Sure. You know what I mean? And trying to partner with Sony or with Xbox or with Nintendo. Uh, and I agree with you. And having, I think, having, I think that would have worked. Because cloud gaming as a service, I think, is that's the next frontier. It is. And we, we already have it in some to some extent, and that's true. But I, I just... I appreciate their efforts, but like I, I had a few people say, "Aren't you going to buy one?" I'm like, "No." They're like, "Why?" Because I'm like, "They're going to kill it. Two to three years, and then it's dead." Watch, and here we are, because that's it's a tough arena to get a lot of traction because you're a new competitor, and most you know a lot of people might have one, maybe two. I don't know how many people have three, right? Like I've got I've got the the switch. I've got a PS4. I'll have a PS5 at some point. I've got a, a 360, a one. I've got an Xbox Series X. Like I don't mind buying all the consoles or, or the majority of them. But what what is Google Stadia going to offer me that I don't already have? You know what I mean? I have a gaming computer. Exactly. That, I have a gaming computer that I built. I've got Steam, right? I've got all this other stuff. What are you offering me that I don't already have? that's different and i just i just don't so that's a crowded market that's tough to break through i didn't have faith they'd they'd ride it out and they they didn't but i i think that platform as a service makes way more sense and that platform is hardware so we'll see what to do with it all right uh also uh by the way detroit i can't believe you you choked out that game against the vikings uh you go for what fourth and whatever like five times in that game you don't do it on fourth and four the hell y'all um, deserve some grief. I like the, I like the Lions, man. I, I think they're sneaky competitive. I don't know what the record's going to be, but I like the fight. I like the feistiness, man. But Dan yeah, Campbell, feisty. you went. They went for it on fourth down six times, but not there. The hell. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. Uh, Brown <laughs> Steelers, whatever. Thursday, Chubb, wonderful. Browns can run. Steelers are a mess without T.J. Watt and with Trubisky, dangerous. Uh, Titans Raiders, we talked about that a little bit earlier. It's good to see some vintage Derrick Henry getting on it. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with Josh McDaniel, but God bless. If they eat it again this weekend, woof, I think he's really going to be up against it, man. Bengals, obviously, they won the night. They beat the Jets. That's the Jets. Who cares? Uh, Rams whooped up on the Cardinals. I don't have any faith in the Cardinals and Kyler Murray. I'm going to tell you. I mean, I know they fluked out of that victory against the Raiders, but I don't. It's, it's hard to have faith in them. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> Speaking of games nobody cares about, this one's for you, Espy. Uh, Bears 23, Texans 20, and that's the end of that high Barf. Barf. Other games nobody gives a crap about. Panthers 22, Saints 14, Falcons 27, Barf. Seahawks 23. Although Cordero Patterson, <laughs> uh, nice job. Uh, but it's, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Marcus yeah. Merida yeah. not looking horrible. That's that's a new one. Other than that barf. handoff he fumbled. There's some barf. Uh, yeah, for the most part. Yeah, there's some barf. There's some barf. So there's that. I can't believe we dropped a Google Stadia reference. That was super rando. That's fun. Yeah, but that's also typical for the sports beer. So. Yeah. Mark, this one's for you as we get out of here. Let's hit wrap up a clock. I love this this headline. Authorities investigating couple who died waterfall blue for gender reveal. What? (laughs) A couple in Brazil is facing scrutiny after a viral video on Instagram showed them revealing the gender of their baby by dying a waterfall blue. 
Oh, for fuck's sake. Come on! Well, at least it didn't blow up like a cliff face and have it True, take somebody out. Yeah. That's, that's kind of lame. How? How? And Shannon, I mean, and Shannon, Shannon, this one's for you. This one's for you. This is the headline. <laughs> Woman hospitalized for three days after a dog pooped in her mouth. Quote, I suddenly felt something squirt in my mouth. <laughs> Oh my god. Her da- her daughter's dog her daughter's dog is a chihuahua named Belle who was suffering from gastrointestinal distress. I was having my afternoon nap with Belle like I always do when I su- this is IFL science of course it is you knew that. Uh, when I suddenly felt something squirt in my mouth, I rushed to the bathroom, my son was in the shower, so before I washed it out I I had time to take a quick snap and she has a face she has dog diarrhea face. I can't believe she took a picture of that. Uh, that no, is, I, I, I don't. I don't buy that for a fucking second. Ugh, the, the dog happened to diarrhea in my mouth. Get the fuck out of my face with that stupidity. The dog happened to have di- ah. fuck out of here. My question you is, you dumb my, cunt. Hey, my question is, did she? Did she do? <laughs> Did she do something to that dog where that dog's like, I'm doing something to you? Uh-huh. Right? I'm not saying yeah. that's fair. I'm not saying fuck, that's fair. Fuck like, all like, right? the way out of here. They're sucking ass, and they're just sucking ass, all right? Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you, Randy. <laughs> oh, Lord. That, that fucking twat can get the fuck out of here. No. You got what you deserve. What doctors, the fuck? Doctors have never... Doctors have never witnessed this before. No, and no, most most normal motherfucking people haven't either. Like, I, get the fuck out of my face with that bullshit. Look, even R. Kelly finds this perplexing. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, on that note, I guess I mean, that it, look, story. It's, it's not a golden shower. Clearly, it's a brown shower. Oh no! <laughs> I didn't realize the chihuahua. Oh. <laughs> Yo quiero Taco Bell. That's. <laughs> That chihuahua was shaking it off, bro. Right? That chihuahua was saying, let me poop. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yes. That's true. You know what? You're not wrong, Randy. And holy shit. No, you gotta bring up the little girl, oh. dude. Oh, my God. Let you me You gotta poop. bring up that one. All right. All right. Oh, gosh. Oh, here you go. Here you go. Here you go. All right. How are we, how are we ending on this? I thought we were past Let Me Poop. Uh, Never. Never ever. Well, now it blows. That's for you, MacGuffin. (laughs) It's all Randy, bro. I'm just backing it up. Ten and a half million views on that video. Amazing. Amazing. You get dog.
long-term payments. But, but you need dog ass now. <laughs> Call J.G. Crapworth. That woman's mouth full right now. 877 ass now. 877 ass now. Yes. That woman got a mouthful now. Oh, no. 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 Holy shit, dude. I don't know how oh, holy no. that shit was, but did, it was shit for sure. Did Dirk just say shut oh. it down? Shut it down. Shit it down. Shit it down. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bro. Oh, my God. All of those work. Oh, my God. Crust in the wind, man. <laughs> crust in the wind. Crust, crust in the wind, man. Woo. Holy fuck, dude. <laughs> Poop, there, there it is. is. <laughs> Poop, there it is. Dude. That dog, and, and, dude, that chihuahua went ludicrous on that bitch. <laughs> that dog wanted her the hell out of the way. You know what? To wrap this whole podcast up, what a fantastic voyage this was. Clearly not for that woman. I I I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I I just I just try to get Coolio one more time, my man. I think that dog got kind of high and got kind of drunk. <laughs> but I have a fantastic voyage. Well, whatever that dog ate had a fantastic voyage through its guts and into her pie hole. And there you go. And I don't know what else to say other than clearly that's the wrong kind of lip syncing. Oh, no. Come on, man. All the rain. right man anyway okay y'all are gross i just want you to know that yeah how about you blame you for bringing it up <laughs> your damn fault it is this is probably That's, this that is the appropriate this, song for this that is pro- this is probably the song we should go out on is that chihuahua's tootsie roll that's about it all right Sounds like it wasn't much of a Tootsie Roll. (laughs) 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 All right. Y'all are gross. I love you guys. Anyway, as always, you can find us Keywords of Sports and Brew. Uh, You can find us on all kinds of services, man. Uh, Our home feed on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, LiveSportsCaster.com, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Amazon Music. It's there, man. It's there. Even if that dog's a rump shaker. Oh, my man. <laughs> Thanks for putting up with our crap. We enjoyed it, as always. And from all of us to all of you, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the football. Unless you're a Miami football fan, then tough. And if you're a Hokies fan, suck it. What you get for banning me from the stadium, you fuck faces. I hope a chihuahua, crap. I hope a chihuahua craps in your mouth, y'all. <laughs> oh. How? 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 <laughs>
Poop. Oh, man. Poop. There it is. Anyway, that's uh, all kidding aside. That's horrible. I hope that story is fake. But IFL science, you never know. Oh, for I don't know. It's just gross. But from all of us, all of you, have a great weekend. Enjoy the football. May your teams, real world, and fantasy perform well. I don't have any fantasy teams anymore, so it's irrelevant to me. But for the rest of y'all, enjoy it, man. Woo! And uh, until next time, friends, we will catch you on the flip side. And peace out. Peace out, folks. Yes, sir. All right. Later, friends. See ya. Later. <laughs> I can't believe we didn't play this for that woman with the chihuahua. <laughs> balls, yo. Oh. I mean, as long as it's still recording, you're good. It is. There you go. I know. She just she just got it again. Anyway, all right, y'all. That's what she. That's what he said. Gross. <laughs> that's a hell of a segment too. All right, we need to get out of here. All right, guys, go get some rest. We'll catch yes. you on the flip side. Good night now. Good night now. Late. Late. <laughs>